didn't warn you. Alright, alright, alright. Um, greetings, ladies, and not-so-pleasant gentlemen. I am your host and your savior, Immortal Brundle. I'm joined here by these fabulous um, zombie and bread freaks here. Start from the top. Bio Devil Dom. Introduce yourself. Hi. I have the shits. Uh, <laughs> TMI. Sir, what the fuck, man? The S virus? I'm gonna get in there at some point. <laughs> the S virus. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, we, uh, we got this virus discussion going on today, and uh, I think me and Ren did most of this talk. Yep, so, we did. Uh, yeah. Alright, and uh, wait, who's next to this? Uh, Black Shadow. Introduce yourself. Yep, Adios. Shadow is here. Uh, we're currently living through another month of national lockdown in the United Kingdom, which is good for this podcast. It means it doesn't matter how long this is going to take, which is potentially very long. Alright, Clean Daniel. Introduce yourself. <laughs> what the? Wait. Clean Daniel. That has to be an insult. <laughs> Probably not, but anyways, what's going on, everyone? <laughs> it's me, Dirty Dan. I am joined by these dudes talking about an assortment of viruses and creepy monsters that can potentially kill you in one hit in real life. All right, all right. And um, Ginger, or sorry, Ginge, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Ginge. I'm also living in a month, another month of lockdown in the UK, but I'm here to talk about BOWs and viruses this, this night. <laughs> Uh, Dom, be yourself. Dom? Oh, oh. Okay, um, Nikki, the demon web. <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I'm here for the party. Party, 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 party. Is there pizza? Is there pizza involved? I just had a slice of pizza, so yes, there is pizza involved. Alright, alright, pizza. Pizza queen. Pizza whip. Alright, and last but unfortunately, uh, Ren Hayabusa, uh, introduce yourself. Uh, finally, you introduced my name this time around, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know who you are either. You are a little yeah. seriously. Look, look, at his, uh, look at his icon. He's a bunch of peanuts. We don't know this man. <laughs> <laughs> alright, so what's going on, people? You already know the deal. I'm here to talk about spooky monsters and viruses. Alright, alright. Alright, so that's off. What are some of your favorite BOWs within the franchise? Doesn't matter if it's canon or not. Actually, I'm gonna go first. Now, this might be the most obvious one though, but my favorite actually is still gonna be Nemesis. This man is went is a tyrant, but infused with a unique parasite that gave him um characteristics um similar to like the G virus. And he could potentially um, clap other beings like around him just because of the um, person you got inside of him. But besides from Tyrant, though, my favorite um, BOW aside from that would probably, uh, I guess, uh, um, the Drain Demos in the original Resident Evil 3. It's nice to turn to from the liquors, and I like how they just go all boogeyman grab on you when you try to um, light on and suck your brain. The brain suckers variants, at least. Okay, so I'm going off favorite since there is another question about most disturbing, but if I had to go from favorite from a efficient standpoint, it would have to be... I like the Usanok. I, I like how that looked. 
He's just a big ass steroided monster chasing you down with blonde hair and he has the metal claw hand which can be turned into a gun and an assortment of other things as well that can really ruin your day in Jake's campaign. Yeah, so he was actually designed off of Nemesis, um, like characteristics what I, to, yeah, to be better than Nemesis. So like this man is the goat of what he can do. Regardless if you like it or not, though, he is the best of the best for what you can do. Yo, he was basically the new pursuer. And at the time, I mean, I guess the only thing I really don't like is some of the gameplay segments with him and the QTs and the cavern. But outside of that, everything else is just awesome. I like how he had these uh, small miniature flies that could spot you and he would run to your location. It really made those caves feel really tense. And that's what I liked about that section. So I would say he's my favorite monster of all time in terms of like look, uh, aesthetic, and weaponry. Wow. Oh, what is your answer, uh, Black Shadow? Uh, I mean, I I, I can't say Yosin. I, I I can't share the same love from him. Afraid maybe it was just me. I mean, that's two of my favorites, but like I. I didn't quite enjoy him too much myself. I thought it was a bit too ridiculous. I was also taken out of it. The certain cutscenes, you literally see his arm changing in an instant in front of you, <laughs> which, I, which I always thought was just slightly jarring. I guess that's more Capcom's fault than anyone else. Um, mm. As far as I should like decent sort of enemies, you know, there have been some good ones. I mean, there's some classics, like, you know, hunters, your liquors, those sort of things. You know, trying to like you know take what works and sort of infuse it in the various different ways. Nemesis is always a good shout as well. Um, I got a couple of sort of I guess. Slight left field choices. Um, I actually really like the idea of the VACTs uh, from Remake. You know, the idea of, you know, downing a zombie, but if you're not dealing with it and like just being left to kind of rot, it's like just further mutating. I've always liked the idea with viruses. Oh, the Crimson the, Heads? Some, uh, yeah, the Crimson Heads. Yes, that's the yeah. ones. Um, I've always liked the idea in of this series, which we'll talk about more as we go. Uh, the whole concept of viruses sort of mutating violently. Um, because of like sheer damage being dealt to whatever the host is, which is what has happened in times with certain bosses and that. But I like it when it's implemented a bit more um, with more generalized enemies. And it, it makes logical sense that something the T-Virus would do is something like that. Um, probably on a slightly more niche note, I'd probably throw um, a, a vote out to uh, to the Verdugos from Resident Evil 4, Salazar's... Um, uh, bodyguards, the um, oh, the, only the two of them. I mean, they were a pain in the ass to fight, but I think the uniqueness is what I, I kind of like about them. Um, and I read in like in those, if they actually exist in any like more simple form, like would be really, really fucking painful. Um, I think they deserve a good shout if like a little bit on the unique side, but I think that's kind of what I like about them. I think if I had like any honorable mention, it would definitely go to like the tyrant because. That is definitely Umbrella's ultimate weapon in terms of how they utilize that many, many times and upgraded it time and time again over the past. That's like the blueprint of Nemesis. Which um, Tyrant, though, be specific? I like most of them, except the one I'm not familiar with is the one that was in Dead Aim. That one I barely know anything about from a virus. Oh, the, uh, the, the, oh, the Tyrant? The Vol, yes. <laughs> Yes, that's the one. God, that was crazy. You mean the one that has titties, right? And like, like yeah, it was the, it was a, like a combination of like the TNG virus. Uh, Actually, no, I have a honor mission as well. What was the one that's called? Um, it's the one that Ada killed in um, Umbrella Chronicles, but I forgot which game that thing actually appeared in before that point. 
It's essentially it's identical to Nemesis or uh, how it's mutate though, but it has like a grayish white outer shell, hard shell, and large ass claws. Is that Ivan? Yeah, I think it's Ivan. Think? I think it's Ivan. Yeah, that's like, like he's got a, a mad headset like a... on. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about Wesker <laughs> fought those as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's an Ivan. No, not Ivan. No, not Ivan. It's in the Raccoon oh. City. Oh, it's not. I can get him oh, real quick. Gosh. Ooh. Um, I can't think what Hold that on. is. Hold on. Let me. Oh, this up. So, someone has uh, go to Google quickly. Does anyone? I am. I am doing that. I am doing that now. Let's Professionalism. See. Um. All right. Well, while we Google it, um, I had quite a. I made like a list because I weren't sure, and I figured like a lot of the ones I wanted to to say would get taken. Sure enough, Nemesis and Verdugo were taken. Um, and Mr. X okay. was made an honorable mention. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, I found my answer. It's Tyrant R. Ah, oh, okay. R. Oh, oh, right. I should have, I should have guessed that. Yeah. So, uh, so I have another one that kind of iconic, I guess, for for me anyway, is the Iron Maiden from Resident Evil Four. Mm -hmm. Um, just the the creepy noises it makes when it goes down the corridors. Um, just the spikes coming out of it. Uh, the fact it can regenerate limbs just creepy as hell, um, and that, that that will always be one of my favorites. Um, another one that's like an honorable mention for me, I guess, would be the Bandersnatch from Code Veronica. Interesting shout. Just uh, just a creepy <laughs> creepy guy that can just mm. grab you. <laughs> hmm, anyone else on uh, creatures? I, I can go next. All right. Um, so, I, I guess, like, I'm going to have a bit of a, like, I don't know, like, hot take, but, like, I actually like the um, the Nemesis beta parasites from ORC. I just think that, like, the idea of those are pretty cool to, like, have, um, considering that the they can... The Tyrant, like... that game is cool. The Nemesis um, beta parasite affecting the um, Tyrant. Like, that oh, thing was yeah. actually pretty yeah, damn yeah, legit. Spec Ops camp campaign, yeah. Because, like, that thing, like, grows like twice the fucking size of like the normal like beta parasites you have to go up against in that game so like yeah like i, I don't know i like like the weird and obscure shit that we don't often see in this series so stuff like that to me is pretty cool what about right, anybody else what about whopper what's your um... favorite uh monsters I mean, I'm gonna be super generic and say that I really like Nemesis. <laughs> I mean, there's no, sh there's no really like show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 such a generic answer, but I just really liked him. I thought, you know, he's scary, and I mean, of course, there's, all these monsters are scary, but there's just something about him, like the fact that he just chases me all over the place, and she you is, know, whenever he is the by, first true um, pursuer threat because like Mr. X and RE2 vanilla is like you can out literally outrun him like even if he took a hit at you just go around him and move right so um, but right. Nemesis in 3 he will chase you down until the ends of the earth you know yeah. that's what yeah, makes like, him like, stand out yeah like when you see those memes where like he's chasing Jill because he just wants to give her a flower so <laughs> those are funny I mean it's a testament as well to his staying power isn't it over the course of 20 years and goes to show that how much of a, a mark he left on you know that genre of gaming at the time and still does oh, absolutely mm-hmm if only remake was don't good. have shit on nemesis <laughs> uh well, i'm sure that will come up later on <laughs> all right 
Anybody? Um, we're done, right? Yep. Alright, so who wanna read off number two? Mm. Right, I'll nominate Renegade. Oh man. <laughs> uh I'll do it, sure. Uh, how do you feel about further mutations within the series? A list has been constructed below as an example. So should I read all of these or just individual ones? What do you guys so, prefer? Uh, go ahead and read all of them for the audience. Go for all of them. Yeah. Okay, then. This is going to take a while. V-Act <laughs> causes a heightened aggression after a zombie is down. Pale Heads causes a zombie to take more damage due to the hard skin. The chrysalite cocoon uh, that causes the Juavo to transform, the sweeper, poison hunter, the gamma is the frog, Uroboros is the one where you see an RE5, uh, Nemesis, Birkin, and Tyrants, they all have multiple forms, Chaos, uh, the dominant species Plaga that allows the host to retain more of a sense of self over the subordinate Plaga, Lost Plagas, we already know to deal with that with RE4 and 5, giving more mutations. Mm -hmm. The Kadoku virus, which I had to look up because people were really confused by this one. And it's only in a manga called Idol Survival, which was before Revelations 2. And it was a virus made by Alex Wesker, but it has like similar mutations to like the T-virus. But the host is like smarter or more human. And most of the people in this novel died. So just throwing that out there. Uh, there was the... I don't know how you say this. The Aritago? I don't know. I probably spelled that Ariago. wrong. Ariago. Ariago. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's a mutation in Vendetta, and it was the final form of Glenn Arias. Uh, then there's the Enhanced C-Virus, which is Jake's blood with the rest of the C-Virus that was discovered in, I, I think it was Adonia? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's the unknown Wesker virus, which allowed the superhuman clones to possibly get superpowers. I believe it was a 50 50 thing as said by Birkin, either you come back or you don't, you're just dead. So what do you guys think about these uh, viruses giving rampant mutations and the ones listed right here? Um, well, like I think my favorite out of all these, like personally is like the V acts. Cause like, we only see them ever in two games, which is that. remake or C, unless if there's in if they're in other games, but I'm I wouldn't be aware of that. Um, so like I personally feel like they're really sleeping on doing shit similar to that. Although you could argue that the pale heads from like uh, first scene in RE2 uh, remakes like. Uh, but it's a ghost survivors mode and then yes. fully introduced in resident evil 3's like full game mm -hmm. um like i feel like those were kind of like a bit of a callback to that because you know we went from having crimson heads to pale heads so mm. um so i guess you you could kind of make that argument there um so stuff like that where it's like maybe not necessarily like a full-on uh, like, like crazy ass mutation, like liquors or like hunters and stuff like that, and more so like, hey, just in real time, this can just kind of happen, uh, and uh, it, it might not be as dangerous as some of these other things that you have to deal with, but it is definitely far more dangerous than your typical zombie. Well, a liquor actually mutates from um, a chrism hit. 
it, it eventually just turned to that ugly pain in the ass in re2 yeah so and they also illustrated that the t-virus in resident evil 2 was a slightly different strain of the t-virus which explains why they don't turn immediately into crimson heads that makes sense though because now william has his own sample or samples of, of t-virus yeah he did along before. with the g yes and that's when hunk you know hunk's men at least they shot him and we wound up with that situation in the sewer yeah guys fat farm yeah oh god uh i would say in terms of scale i liked because this is the second re6 answer but i like the fact that if they didn't kill carla or if the family didn't kill her sooner then by the time chaos would have released the world would have been fucked because that was a 100% infection rate. That's why they had to stop it from getting to the surface to make babies and affect the entire earth. Uh, so in terms of scale, I would say this is why Chris's campaign is a lot more important than Leon's when he killed that boss. Um, in terms of mutations, I have to also agree with Dom. I, I just wish we saw more things in the modern games like stuff happening in real time when you shoot off a limb and something happens or sprouts out or if enemies are downed a little bit longer than expected they can get back up if you don't burn them and that sort of adds a little bit to the survival element and it's something they don't do in the recent games a lot no given they did that a bit with like resident evil 5 resident evil 6 resident evil 4 i guess to a little extent it's something they probably could well have delved in a bit more but it's it's I don't know, it's it's not an easy thing, I suppose, to, to, to program in, I guess. I guess for I the know. I guess for the action games, they just decided screw it. Let's just have since it's a super fast pace, let's just have instantaneous mutations. So that's why when you shoot off a head or something, the plaga comes out or something else happens and it's like super fast. I like how um kinda like how six did it. Um mm -hmm. I know it's like very like instantaneous almost, but like like the chrysalids, for example, right? Like those, like um, those, like crystallize for a bit, and like then they turn into something else. Like, yeah, but like I actually do like that that idea quite a bit because it's like let's just say for like hypothetical sake, and and I know like uh, this will be a later question down the line, but like if they made like a Revelations three and it, like had some uh, like sea virus like esque monsters. Um, they could, for like at least a horror setting, slow down that like mutation rate and just have that thing like, at least for like the case of backtracking, where like, oh, you might have killed this thing, uh, but unless if you destroy like this like cocoon of sorts, uh, this this will come back and it will bite you in the ass. So, I also think uh, a lot of people miss out on the detail that C virus is a combination of T Veronica and G, from what I remember. That's why when someone is shot and the uh, Juavo sets on fire is due to the combination of T Veronica causing the mutation and G virus regenerating them inside of the cocoon. Actually, um, I need a little education here because I actually know little to nothing about the T Veronica virus. Um, I know that it actually, you know, if your person is like frozen or in cryostasis, it would develop better. But what is the specifics of that virus that makes it so dangerous, more dangerous than like the T virus, the center T virus, you know, or compared to other successors? Ah, shit. Okay. So 
the only thing I remember like offhand is the fact that obviously it was developed by Alexia and it was supposed to be a virus stronger than T and G, which is why Birkin is like very, very jealous. And he's very, very, he's like almost rushed to do G because he knows that Alexia is his, you know, competition. And that's the one that Spencer really wanted to put in place over Birkin and Wesker. So it's very dangerous. And that's the only properties I know outside of the fact that it can set a blaze and cause more rampant mutations. But it's well, supposed the, to be strong. Go ahead. So I was going to say, yeah, so yeah the, the, the whole principle of the T virus, the problem was with the T virus is that one, it created these, obviously these massive monsters. And that, so the problem is you couldn't control them. And more specifically, whoever it was that had been infected by it couldn't control themselves. They're just like a raving, you know, bloodthirsty monster. The whole life. That makes sense. Yeah, the whole yeah that just makes sense because of virus. like Nemesis, yeah. right? Because they need another parasite to control him or something yes. like that, right? Yeah, that, that's sort of the way, especially with Remake 3, it's kind of how they've gone down. The whole concept of the T. Veronica virus was to be able to inject yourself and, and be, um, you know, be able to be affected by it and gain the benefits, but do it in a way and under certain conditions which allow that the host to retain their, inter, their intellectual capacities, which was the whole reason why she froze herself for 15 years, because she had de determined that if she, she cryogenesis herself for years, that it will slowly kind of integrate the virus into her and the body sort of slowly just rather than being a violent change, it just overtakes everything. That was the whole principle behind it. And yeah. That's why um, it went. So that's that's the large idea behind it. Yeah, but it's, it still cannot, like, I think over the years they tried to perfect the idea of the fact that you inject yourself with this virus and you immediately have control over the violent mutations because t you know if you inject yourself with it or if someone injects you then if you do turn into a tyrant for example they were putting limiters on the tyrant to stop the further mutations with uh, t veronica even though she froze herself and she managed to maintain that there was still the philosophy of once she injected steve and that was fresh he still like turned into a violent monster so even yes, then it because, wasn't perfect it happened, yeah yeah even which then is, it which is what happened which is what happened to her father ultimately which yep. is why they imprisoned him underneath the antarctic base because he was uncontrollable yep so essentially dormancy is the key to uh, fully realize the potential of um the that, that was the virus. idea yeah that was the principle it was um that was the whole point and to be fair to her it worked it worked yeah it worked <laughs> it worked to her i believe the team of veronica also returned with um in one of the Chronicle games, didn't it? With uh Chron Yes, um Dark Side Chronicles. Dark Side. Um the yes. and Javier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so because one of the characters detail, the yeah. girl got uh, um was like experimented with the T Veronica virus along with other test subjects, and which is why she was able to do that blood thing though. But unlike like Alexia, she's hers is not as potent, but she didn't have like this bizarre mutations either though. The only downside is that no, if she uses a lot of power like she'll all die that blood stuff she, yeah she'll die yep that was uh manuela in the operation javier campaign it's just mm -hmm. that name <laughs> it's it's so, weird but hey they they showed off more of it which is kind of surprising that afterwards it was like well we put it in six and then that's about it mm -hmm. um actually can i go next here go ahead now um 
I'm on these. There's two in particular that I really like in terms of like favorites. Is that it's the Dreavers and the Ouroboros. But the one that stands out the most, like the most potential for non-radical mutations, really in my opinion, would be the Petrangia virus. Like, hear me out here. West Grove is able to compete with two um, advanced tyrants in um, Umbrella Chronicles just by zipping and zapping and shooting in the head, right? And as later in his lifespan, though, he was strong enough to even compete physically, if not kill him outright in raw strength, just um, with, with the, or his um, enhanced potential virus. Now, if the virus was perfected, though, you can actually have superhuman threats without the need of all these wacky um, transformations, like with um, the NE parasite or the G virus or the Tyrant virus. Now, obviously, in greater scale, though, they would be much more dangerous because, no, it's an infection type thing, right? But if you were looking for the goal of just creating super strong humans, though, the Petrangia virus, or at least a perfected one, would be the ideal way to go without any form of super consequences or compromise, right? Other than overdosing, if that's a possibility. Yeah, it's Wesker's virus is the one where it's absolutely bonkers in terms of how it works for a human. He has superhuman reflexes. His skin is hardened, so... When Chris is punching him in RE5, it hurts his hand. It's so yeah. much stuff going on with that virus, super strength. It's ridiculous. And really, the only drawback is the injections of the, um, I forget what it's called, the... Yeah, P... yeah, the, the, the vaccine. The vaccine. Thing. Yeah, the vaccine in 5, where if he overdoses, it could be a poison. That's the only drawback. And even then, he was still fighting he was and he M5 had... too. Yeah, he yeah. was fighting and he had all the strength and he was able to do all the stuff on the plane. So it's ridiculous. Actually, also, um, a honorable mention would also go to the um, T. Phobos virus. Now, that virus stands out to me the most um, for one reason. It actually um, uses your emotions against you. Mm. Um, if you use fear, like if you're afraid, you know, or have a high doses of fear as um, using the game's logic, you're transforming to those mutations. I wish um, we get more like viruses or more games that utilize something like that. Yeah, maybe in the future, hopefully though, because I think that was honestly an underrated feature on um, that Resident Evil, and nobody talks about. Yeah, it, it, right. it, was, it was a nice, it was, it was a nice sort of niche um, thing. It was a nice idea, and the thing is, it was from a storyline point of view, it, it was something you could do a lot more with. You could sort of actually have like sort of human stories going in, whether it's, it's a virus's case of if you get infected, that's it, you're done. Um, yeah. The whole idea that you even get affected, you know, like having to try to control yourself, it was a nice touch, um, definitely. Uh, so yeah, good shout. Mm -hmm. All right, anybody else want to go? Dan, Whopper, Dan, Danny, Ben. Yeah. All right, go ahead. We're just, we're just listening. All right, you guys want to go on a question too? Uh, I'll be honest, a lot of the points that I that I was gonna say have all been said, so I'm just that's, gonna that's yeah. sometimes, yeah. That's all right. Happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, there's nothing wrong. Just give you insight, though. Yeah. Give like, something. If you want. Um, yeah, like the the crimson heads is a very interesting idea. Like they definitely, I definitely would like to see that happen again or come back. But that's going on to a different question, so I don't want to speak too much about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. The I like the different variations of the hunter as well, like the sweeper and the gamma. Like, I like both of them. It more versatility with the uh with that uh type of bow Wait, the sweepers are doesn't call veronica yes poison yes. hunter yes fuck those things yeah they, <laughs> they sucked also i have a side question like 
what is your most favorite hunter in terms of um how it operates how it operates um yeah. actually um despite me hate these little bastards in three remake <laughs> um the hunters in three remake are actually pretty damn cool like they're part of the most intelligent hunters and most um straightforward hunters in terms of appearance and um how they how the taxes are I, I gotta give it to those yeah um not the betas not the hunt um not the gammas yeah my, mine's the gammas <laughs> I oh, love they, uh, they're, they're my favorites. They can suck a dick in Resident Evil 3 Remake. You cannot get around them at all. No. One hit kill you in a mile up. Yep. Yeah, not fun. Yep. Uh, and in fairness, though, the trade off is the same if you're using a fire um, grenade. So I guess yeah. it's still a fair trade off at the end. It's, well, fuck those things. it's so bogus on Inferno because they decided to put one near the ladder at the end of the game. So if you aren't yes. paying attention, you will die immediately. There's one where um, if it gets unlocked by one of the doors coming down, the gamma could come towards you and eat you. Yeah, I forgot there's dogs there, so that kind of ruins mm -hmm. it a little bit. I just remember running forward, dog hit me, gamma was like, I'm hungry. You are dinner, <laughs> my guy. I think that happened to pretty much everyone who did that at least once. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, just just look down before you climb the ladder, and there he is, right there in the mm -hmm. open. Hiding. Very dickish. <laughs> but uh, anyone else on this question about, you know, favorite mutations? Favorite mutations... Uh, I would have to say Las Plagas. It is weird seeing how you can go from a scythe head to a worm head that can eat your head whole, uh, a straight-up alien parasite that grows out of your head, there's weird, interesting mutations all around. It's fun fighting Las Plagas, but then again, it is like they get really annoying in RE5 because there's those enemies that they look like the giant ball sacks that can bite you once oh, and kill you. Tails. Yeah, they're yeah. not too fun. They, uh, cool. You gotta wait for their head to open and then you can shoot them in the weak spot. It's just. Or you can no, just actually, you should do a root cape. Yeah, flashes and just blind them, sort of thing. That did. That was that was the trick to do that. But the thing is, you didn't always know that, which was the problem. Yeah, I never well, knew the, uh... yeah, the things. So, like, if you use the knowledge of RE4 and using like UV or actually read one of the notes, I'm pretty sure the game does tell you, like, you no, know, using a flash grenade on mutated monsters will kill them. Yeah, mm -hmm. instantly. Yeah, because they because the the whole the whole principle is that, especially in RE4, uh, which comes out of RE5, is that that the the parasites are like really averse to extreme light um so that's the idea although ironically in five though like because how much stronger they are compared to the four though they can actually survive in um broad daylight but they cannot handle a um condensed or concentrated source of light which is yeah. flash grenade yes. yes weird i think another right. well uh, real quick I, I just had a side note i think another interesting thing they had here is the enhanced c virus because as far as I know, only three of these vials with Jake's blood were made. And I think the person or the people that took them rather is Carla. The other one was Simmons and the last one was Piers, right? Yes. I, yeah, I, I think so. so. Yeah. And they all morphed into, they all morphed into different things. I think Carla was the resident jizz monster. Then yep. Piers was 
Aquaman 2.0. Aquafat. That was weird, but I, I loved it because he had these uh electric powers, so that was pretty cool. And then Simmons, you fun, you, you already know the deal. He's a transformer. He, he, Di dinosaur, dino yeah, morph. Dinobot. Giant Pokemon. Yeah, one of the most ridiculous, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in an RE game. Yeah, even by RE standards though, like that Simmons thing is so stupid. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid, man. Even by RE standards. It was a spectacle, but like that comes a point where it has to make real sense. And turning from in from a you know Simmons into like a you know a, like a 15, 20 foot long, high and long dinosaur, and then yeah, same thing. And starting reverting back to human, it just, just doesn't make any sense. It was just it was a glorified too... mosquito as well. I'm like, come yeah, on. It was it was too mosquito the size of a skyscraper. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, don't don't forget the big mutated like centaur that could ram a whole entire train. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that part was stupid. Like it was that funny was crazy as well. <laughs> it's um, so... right. Oh, could could I just quickly mention the T Abyss virus? I'll be real quickly about it in Revelations one. Um, I like the mutations on that, like the skag dead, the um, the comms officer guy when he mutates oh, into that. God, he actually, no. so he actually still has like some. He still says things like from when he was a human, like maybe and uh, like no. I, I can't feel my legs and stuff like. That, and it's just that's that's fucking creepy. <laughs> no, his mutations actually is very identical to um the G virus because you know with William he was fighting off the um the oh yeah the yeah. parasite whatever inside him. Try getting mm. gain control, but it was too strong for him to handle, right? So essentially, the same thing happened to the scared dead. Yeah. Uh, uh um, Da, you want to say anything before we move on to them three? Oh no, I was just saying that uh, fucking Simmons is a transformer. R roll out. <laughs> yeah, Autobots roll out. Simmons was a very strange character, I would say. Uh, Grimlock boss fight though. Yeah. He he did it all because he just wanted Ada Wong's booty, and that was the story of RE6. <laughs> yes, yeah. Dom Incarnate, the game. That was crazy. He blew up a whole city because she wouldn't love me anymore, and then he made his oh, wife into oh, that thing. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that would imply I, I married somebody and decided, you know what? You have to become Asian because I want this other pussy. That's you you would do it. Would that not be you, though? Would that yes, not you be would you? Do it. <laughs> if I said that wasn't the most ridiculous thing I've heard this year, would you believe me? <laughs> no. Whatever. Well, the entire year has been crazy, so it's believable. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Enough of this. Let's go to number three. I'll read number three. Go right ahead. Uh, do you think that Las Plagas-based enemies can work well in a survival horror-focused RE game? And I think they could, actually. Yes. I just think that yes. they need to be, to some extent, scaled down, but also, like, well, actually not scaled down, but scaled back from what we're typically used to with, like, RE's uh, 4 and oh. 5. I actually gotta ask though, in what vein of this type of question, in the case, like, let's say you remake two and three, you want the um like survival horror aspect of remake two or the survival action horror thing magic of remake three? You want it, how do you want it? Because you know, since the indie parasites functionally identically to the um bloggers, like, how do you want it? That is Function. a good question. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I'm I think it's difficult. Sure. Yeah, it, yeah, it's. I think it's. 
there's there's a bit of a of course there's a there's a bit of an elephant in the room here that everyone's staring at and that is a, obviously the potential remake of re4 which of course is going to address this exact question if slash when that ever happens which is a difficult one for people to answer because it's really hard to know what they're going to do so of course that's where it originated they've already kind of set the seeds for potentially retconning how it was all discovered originally now that they've been messing around with nemesis I mean, the original RE4 showed that it, it must have worked all right because they obviously brought it back for RE5. It was the same whole principle. Um, and it definitely yeah. can be. Um, but it's it's the problem is it's, it feels like it's something that's going to be tinkered with, potentially, especially going forward, if they decide to do that, which is really dicey ground. Yeah, um, Capcom has been on the retcon train lately. Not with just Resident Evil, but with Devil Cry. So at this point, anything could happen. But, you know, they got to tread carefully, though, because they already made one major plot hole or cut plot inconsistency thanks to the remakes. So for them to address it, though, they were inadvertently I need to remake the um, rest of the games for the work. The rest, I mean, like four and five and potentially six. Yeah. You're acting like Capcom would never would never even think of making any more remakes. <laughs> oh, I ain't saying they won't make remakes. That's though. why I that's, said it's, that's, it's that's not. No, I know what you mean. No, Capcom absolutely would. I mean, they've been doing this whole recon stuff since like Street Fighter, so like I'm used to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are, there are doesn't make any better that, though, honestly. Yeah. There's, <laughs> been, there's been parts of the RE series that have been retconned over time, as as you've had like prequels come in and then expansions and side stuff of, of main games. They've had to add in ways of these additional details. There's been little retcons here and there, but like yeah, the but the foundation. For, like, the, the foundation yeah, is, is being is shaken. Different. Uh, completely different. Completely I, I I would say even with remake one, they had to write themselves out of a hole by saying, "Yes, more or less, the T virus in the city is different." So this is the reason why we don't have these other creatures like roaming around. But even then, that makes a little bit more sense than to just say we're messing with Lost Plagas, which was dug up by these villagers and no one else knew about them until now and that fascinated wesker so much to get his hands on this virus which is why he's there because it was one of the things that uh spencer really didn't know about exactly no. like like if you take into account like if resistance um said it's true that the, any parasites based on the lost plagas that would mean lisa trevor's um parasites based on the lost plagas because lisa trevor's thing um was the pioneer for nemesis parasite no mm -hmm. and they listen the original continuity right yeah so sure. now you got to like change yeah. that around so they're inadvertently making more inconsistencies by trying to be like i don't know different or whatever or consistent with their re um, remake continuity that yeah, makes sense it's a, it's a good shout i mean this is obviously where like this is where it's, it's, the canon the can never say it, but how canon the remakes are is something that you have to kind of be a little bit careful of with these remakes. Um, they're kind of obviously all in their own universe, but how that meshes in well with the rest of the series is a bit dicey sometimes. You kind of, yeah, you've got to make a distinction as to whether you're going to take that as the new canon or is it like a, a side series in its own universe? Um, and obviously, yeah, this is going to be a huge problem with Resident Evil 4 potentially because there's a lot of stuff that could potentially come up and may change, which which in the current canon makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, yeah. Resident Evil 4 is the oddball of the franchise. Like, you know, 5 was a true, like, Resident Evil 4 in terms of tying in loose ends. But 4 is like, like, you could say the equivalent of Resident Evil 7. It's just that oddball out of the couple, couple of games we get every um, so-and-so. So I was like, how are they going to, like, fit that into, like, an actual Resident Evil story? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, th I think going back to the question a bit more, that I mean, like in, in principle, in a gameplay, it can definitely work. There's, there's no reason yeah. it can't. Um, if anything, they can probably do more of it, you know, rather than. I mean, even in Resident Evil 4, they had like a few couple of different variants of like what the plagas would do as they sort of burst out and that sort of thing. Um, and they can definitely have all sorts of fun with that. And I would encourage them to do so. There's no, no reason not to. Yeah, the last thing I, I want to say. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, last thing I, I want to say. Yeah, the last thing I want to say is that um, I know what they're trying to do by saying that simply like re4 is the oddball out of the series and trying to introduce elements to connect the other games I, I know what they're trying to do they want this connective tissue so it'll be like yeah we're trying to have more canon involved with the other mainline games but the problem is um and i know nobody really liked the fact that umbrella got dissolved in like five seconds i understand that but the problem is they're going a little bit off the deep end with it. If it turns out to be a reality with the Lost Plagas thing, I think they should have just kept it the way it was before or kept it in a way where they didn't really have to change too much. And if they wanted to bring in connectivity, they could have done something a little bit different as opposed to saying, oh, we're going to introduce this and it was introduced in a virus like long prior. I think that's where the problem lies. And that's what they really need to discover and figure out what's going wrong there. Because in my personal opinion, I didn't mind the new backstories for a remake too. Where it's like, oh yeah, Leon went to town and he wasn't a drunk. He wanted to know what was going on. And therefore, in order to be there for his first day of work, he decided to go in himself and investigate. That's totally fine in my opinion. Same for Claire, like taking a gun. I, I don't know why so many people had a problem with that. Just say it's an open carry state, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. I mean, and then there's always little changes, little plot points, and that's fine. But they do risk writing themselves into a bit of a corner here, uh, potentially. And while I don't doubt that they can sort of think of a way of writing themselves out of said corner, how believable that is in the grand scheme of things is very speculative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, also, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility that, that Claire would have some kind of like at least background training to, to at least have a gun in their possession. Yeah. I, I don't. Mean, she was trained by Chris, so like by all sorts of purpose, though she should yeah, yeah. have a Chris, gun. Chris, Chris is, is a highly trained police officer, and she, you know, and he knows he's in a, obviously in a typical line of work. And I'm sure you know, as a bonding exercise, depending on how much you want to take that in your fanfics. Um, I, yeah, it makes uh, perfect sense. That perhaps <laughs> if he knows how to, you know, <laughs> teaching so about oh, guns and whatever else, you know. I'm not, I believe I'm not a purveyor or even a believe any of that bullshit personally. I'm just throwing it out there just to teach people. It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that Chris Redfield's sister knows a little something about self-defense and everything that, you know, yeah. also you, they could use it as a bonding situation, but then they can also use it as, hey, I need to teach my sister how to defend herself if I can't be there and yeah, that was you know, that was. I think that was the last principle of it. I believe. Right, of course, and I don't think he would have he would ever have the idea that maybe she'll go and uh, actually leave whatever life she had before. Because I think she was what a college student before. Yeah. Yes. Just kind of drop everything and go looking for him. This goes as back we, as oh. we know from popular from popular media. College is like one of the most dangerous places you could ever go to. But this this goes back to Ari Pure stuff. They don't want anything changed, even though. Oh. Claire going into town without a weapon and hearing about these reports or whatever was dumb. It's just, let's just be honest, like going in there completely yeah. unprepared. I understand yeah, it's it more is. of a survival thing, but come on, man. That doesn't make any it, sense. It wasn't wise, but exactly. it, it's, it is what it is, you know? Anyway. 
Oh, and it, um, actually, <laughs> um, I want to answer the question. Cool? Yeah, I think Dom wanted to say something personal. Oh, yeah, yeah I, was, I was trying to say that, like, I think also part of the problem, uh, that like we're kind of facing with like lore changes and stuff like that is like, um, you know, Capcom even like what recently when it was uh in regards to RE2 remake, uh, we're saying that they would be open to the idea of doing an RE1 remake in the same vein as RE2 remake. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think it would be out of the realm of possibilities for them to like say, okay, well, we've inserted these new things in terms of discussing what's changed uh, with like these viruses and some of these BOWs that we have. Uh, but you know, in order to do this, we might also have to remake some stuff that we've maybe remade before or do stuff that hasn't gotten remade that maybe people didn't really like the first time around or maybe um you know could use a remake because of how how it's aged um you know to fit better with the new lore um i think like i think like in that regard too it's like they have to be like extremely careful because like even now with these remakes yeah they insert these new lore bits but there's still things that uh conflict so i think like if they're gonna you know insert new stuff and try to explain why certain things are the way that they are they have to do it in a way where it makes sense in the context of of course the new lore and also if they plan on only stopping at uh what they feel as though it needs to be remade and what most people feel as though it needs to be remade, uh, which is, like, only really up to, like, RE Code Veronica and maybe RE4. Um, then they, you know, again, need to kind of do it in a way where it's, like, it makes sense in the context of the remakes, but it also makes sense in the context of uh, games moving forward. So, like, 5, 6, Revelations, Revelations 2, etc., 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 All right. Actually, uh, to finally answer the question myself, actually, um, <laughs> yes, I do think the pluggers can actually work in a survival horror setting, though. Just depends, though. Like, is it going to have sped up gameplay or more methodical gameplay, like the current games? You know, simple as that. Yeah. Uh, anybody um, else got any thoughts on this? Yeah, the, I, I, uh, I think if they are, if it, they were to make it work, it would have to be like more slower paced, more methodical, um, which would change it a lot compared to what Resident Evil 4 is. But, um, I mean, it's definitely doable. I don't know if, like, all the enemy, different enemy types would be able to be in there, like uh, <laughs> El Gigante and stuff like that. But, uh, well, if they, I mean... Like, to, I don't mean to cut you off, but, like, keep in mind, too, like, the remakes also did cut enemies and replace some yeah. of those enemies with stuff, so yeah. there's that possibility that some of the stuff that would not work for the new style would get replaced with something that would. All right. All right. Uh, I guess we go moment to number four, right? And since we've done diversion on that question, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll read this one off. What are your thoughts on the mystery of the mold virus in Resident Evil 7? Um, honestly, though, the virus actually is pretty damn dope when you ignored all the um, goofy shit. 
Yep. Like, the regenerative factor for this virus is absolutely insane. The fact that you can reattach a limb without permanent damage and whatnot is absolutely outstanding. And also all the other um, wacky shit like from Jack, Jack Baker. No, his regenerative factor or able to control like insects from Margaret or being like Lucas. Oh, actually, I forgot what Lucas thing is. So the point is that the mold virus actually has a lot of potential for like, stability though, but it can go haywire like any other virus in the series. But the main thing, the main appeal for me is personally the um, regenerative factor. Like it's absolutely nutty. You could be Wolverine for crying out loud. Jack Baker pretty much was Wolverine. The man got set on fire. He got shot multiple times and he still kept coming after your He kept coming back. He even returned in the DLC. Yep. <laughs> right? And he, and he got powerbombed by his brother at that point. You can't stop the Baker. Nope. Not not Joe Baker, not the God. What the heck kind of WWE shit is going on right now? No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it, is a, it is a very interesting RKO. Uh, virus, and I, <laughs> I, I personally liked it. It was pretty good. I mean, I can't really I say much because I haven't played 7, but, you know. But I, I know it... enough of the story. I mean, yeah. I, I would love to play it, don't get me wrong. Like, the game just gives me really big headaches. Like, I tried watching, like, Ren stream the game, and I was like, like, I was at work, I had some extra time. I said, okay, you know, I had some time where there weren't any customers, so I said, let me just watch the stream for a little bit. And I think within, like, five minutes, I'm going, whoa. Like, my head was spinning. I said, I gotta turn this off because I'm gonna pass out on the floor here. And if I pass out at work, well, you know, customers are just going to walk right over me and steal things. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I would like to eventually play 7. I think, are there, is there any kind of medicine that I can take that will, like, stop Vertigo or whatever <laughs> to actually watch it? Yeah, do your research on that one. I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> just don't do it in VR mode. That's about yeah. the only thing I suggest. If I'm not mistaken, like, at least on PC, there is a third-person mod if you're unable to play it in first-person. Uh, third-person is mod. I don't think it's still stable enough yet, so... No, it's, it's pretty mind. tricky. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as the mystery of the movie virus goes, though, I think that was a pretty cool story. Like, I mean, as we've been saying, like, the whole realm of Resident Evil has just gone completely, like, out of this world, and nobody knows what it really is anymore. But going back to, like, something really scary, you know, something like that, I think was very cool. Alright, Ryan, you got anything to say on this? Yeah, since you've been playing the game. Uh, no, not really, because I, I, I know about the mystery of the virus, but I'm trying to save that until, like, the end of the game since I'm on the boat. I have noticed that the regenerating is insane because, again, Ethan seems to fall apart like a puppet. Jack Baker got shot in the head and nothing happened. Then I had to chainsaw his cheeks, them cheeks. <laughs> and it's just, it's just super crazy. I'm wondering how that's all going to be explored in eight since there is that witch like sucking his hand. So I assume that's going to play into the mole getting into them and seeing how they transform. Because this, I don't think it's fully out of their system, right, Brandon? Yeah, as far as we're concerned so far, they're still infected with it. At least like a, um, not like a serious, serious degree, like um, with Jack and the rest of the family, right? So mm -hmm. right now they're tamed by comparison. Mia, Mia and Zoe are infected, but at the same time, they're actually more in danger 
by not being in Evelyn's uh, control. Yeah, but she's gone now. But no, yeah, she's gone. But the vibe, but, um, the mold is still around. Especially yeah, in yeah, I'm saying like no, they're still infected though, but they're not in, like in risk of doing anything crazy at least as of yet. Because uh, we don't know what Mia's regenerative factor is capable of. Because we did see her get clapped by um, Chris in, in the um, trailer, right? But who knows? She might be still alive. Hmm. Yep. Uh, she might have some Jack Baker level of regen at the moment. possible <laughs> <laughs> she could have survived the shooting. Yeah. Well, it tastes like food to me. The whole well, it tastes like food. I mean, that whole thing leaves so much interpretation. So. I thought the whole serum thing in RE7 was for either her or uh, Zoe to get cured, am I mistaken? Oh, wait, hold up, you're right, I forgot about yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah, um, choice. Mia got cured, but Ethan didn't. Yeah, so wouldn't she be, like, permadeath? Yeah, she's dead, yeah. She's, oh, she's yeah. dead, then never mind. Yeah, I forgot so. about that moment, actually, because, um, the canon ending is Mia getting saved, though, so there's no interpretation at that point, because even the, the Joe Baker DLC confirmed that, you know, Zoe's still affected. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Ethan yeah. and Zoe is still affected right now, as far as we're concerned. Didn't Zoe get cured in yeah, the DLC? Yeah, didn't Zoe get though? cured in the, no, the DLC? I'm, no. Uh, no, okay. she's still covering that white stuff, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, then. Zoe, because I, I had recently just played that DLC, Zoe does get cured by the end. Um, but she takes an initial dose, which, um, was not enough to cure her, but enough to oh. keep her alive temporarily, which is basically to the point where um, Joe Baker gets the rest of the serum to cure her indefinitely. So she is cured. But She's cured? Um, so that means even far, so potentially not cured? As far as, like, that virus is concerned, um, the only thing I can really say, because, uh, you know, I have my personal biases against Seven, um, you, like as far as like eight is concerned, because obviously it's going to be continuing that whole like set of like bioorganic weapons and stuff like that. Um, for for people that like that stuff, better hope that there's some sort of like enemy variety, because that was really the biggest pro like one of the biggest problems that I had with RE7 is the lack of enemy variety, because everything kind of just looked the same, and that was you know. Oddly enough, not even supposed to be the case in terms of uh, what Capcom had in mind in concept art, because um, there were supposed to be uh, like enemy variety and zombie esque molded that looked human uh, prior to what they decided to do. They might be doing that with the whole yeah. werewolf thing. Just they might be doing that because we don't know what is going on now in Romania with all this shit. So it's a wait and see affair in my opinion. Werewolves, villagers, witches. All types of crazy stuff going on. And a, and a giant gorilla man with an axe who looks like the executioner from five, but yeah. Oh yeah, the giant foot. But I guess giant foot. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we can move on to question number five. So who wants to read yep. that? Daniel, I chose you. Alrighty then. Alright, Pokemon. Revelations, the re <laughs> I'm a Pokemon trainer. Or a Pokemon, but yeah. Um, the Revelation series bought back the T-Virus via new hybrid strands with the T-Abyss and T-Fobos viruses. In your opinion, do you think Capcom should continue this trend for Revelations or perhaps apply this to the mainline series? Yes, because, well, T-Abyss is interesting because that's the one where Jack Norman 
threatened to infect the sea, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so um that puts a potential of dangers with aquatic monsters. Mm-hmm. And Tifobos is the one where it's like it's based on fear. So if someone gets super scared or underwater. Yeah, and if that happens underwater, that that would be like a nice mixture of two viruses that are super dangerous when used together. I, I think that'd be an interesting game to be honest. Yep. Oh my god, the T-Abyss Phobos virus. Jesus. <laughs> How would you even... I don't even know. Like, you gotta stay out of the water and you can't get scared and it's like, both could happen at the same time. Either you'd have to wear a bracelet or the both viruses mixing would have you not have a bracelet on your wrist. <laughs> yeah, that's really some fucking scary stuff if they combine that, like, two and two together, so... Just imagine if someone's afraid of the water, they're already screwed. Oh, you're right about that. But it would have to be another mastermind situation because this happened with Alex Wesker putting them in that particular situation. Mm-hmm. So it would have to be something like that. We get a group of survivors, maybe they're scared of water, or we get the aquatic monsters in there and put them in the situation. You know, I think that'd be perfect for the scrap idea for Resident Evil 3 that they had initially with Hunk. He was on some type of freighter and he was the main character and maybe have it like he's working with a new crew of mercenaries uh, and they're trying to get out and then they have to deal with these two viruses at the same time are you sure Uh, it wasn't the revelations one like no 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 no. it's the original re3 was supposed to be this was kamiya's re3 it was supposed to be hunk on a boat and he's there on a mission and then they changed it to Jill because they figured we want more connectivity to the series. Who could we use that's yeah. left? They they use yeah, Jill. Because three was moved up from from side title to mainline. Yes. Because um I think because of Veronica was taking too long in development, so they pushed yeah. that up to R three. And then Veronica was well Veronica Technically R four. It wouldn't be t- real technical. Yeah, that's like a misconception around Cold Veronica. It was not meant to be RE3. It was meant to be Cold Veronica. Yeah. yeah it, it's so, you're there or there. So, as far, so as far as um, what Bren said, um, at, like currently with canon, uh, because Umbrella Corps is considered to be partial canon, Hunk is with uh, a new band of mercenaries of sorts. Uh, because hmm. you're in the sort of story that they have which is not really a story, but, like, the training missions that they give you, uh, that is you, uh, well, you playing as Hunk, uh, going through, like, training missions to work for the new Umbrella. Okay. I mean, you know, I I said this on Twitter, I I think it'd be fine if they did their own variant of the USS, where it's these ex-guys going around, and maybe they could use some of those like people that were from ORC like Vector because that was a really cool design and I like the fact that Hunk had a protege. And you figure that would be like maybe something leading into the future, but that never happened. And then they bought the boat idea back again in Revelations 1 with the beta and then they scrapped it again. So it's like, it seems like they wanted Hunk to be some sort of important character but they kept dropping it each and every single time but yeah back on the topic i I would say 
they definitely should make a game with these two viruses put together it would make it scary from a gameplay and enemy perspective as well problem is, mm -hmm. is that there comes a point where you just start turning games to like interactive saw movies is mm -hmm. the only problem <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I think revelations games have worked as side stories you know with like sort of takes on these original viruses that have been modified and then these sort of little localized incidents that have occurred that have been, that have been dealt with as part of bsa and whatever else um but i think there is a, a limit you have to draw you can't just completely lose your mind and just start combining any old kind of virus i think it kind of things can start losing meaning from a bit of a plot value uh, i think there's a danger you can definitely potentially but thing is all that's been happening since re3 technically so up in the air yes, right? this 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 is true, but you know, there's the thing is the, the, the way these viruses work is that there's a distinctive of, there's something distinctive about them, um, and I don't think just like throwing two distinctive viruses together and getting both distinctions from it, I don't even know if that's really technically how that works. Anyways, the reason the viruses are distinct is because that that's that that's the uniqueness. You start trying to combine them together, you probably don't get both. You also you probably just get neither, just something that's completely innate um i'm not exactly a uh, virologist here so i can't really attest to some science here but um i think it's in regards to, i think you know with revelations free um you know they could do something combined obviously there's still the open thread from revelations 2 uh with barry's daughter that they might one day decide oh that was fun let's actually you know mess around with that whether they actually do or not i don't know i suspect probably not um but I think that should probably be mainly maintained to like Revelations games. I don't think that should be starting to crop into the main series, really. You know, Revelations has kind of its own distinctive identity, or at least it did. Um, and I think it should be probably trying to retain that where possible. Okay, so I, real quick, Ren, mm -hmm. I would agree with you on that front, though. But this combining all viruses did happen. Like, that's how technically we got Ouroboros by Wesker combining all these researching all these other type of viruses. Like I understand where you're coming from. Like they shouldn't like do this every single time. They should still have unique viruses, but also maybe once in a while do combinations, right? Um, especially like I mean, let's give T virus a break because we how many variations are there in comparison to like say G virus for example? Oh, it's or, a lot. Or or like even Lost Plagas. There's only like, one variation. So like, I, G virus, I think it's like up to like as far as I'm aware, like maybe about four or five, maybe a little bit more than that. But... Oh, that's more than that. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, if I'm, I'm not looking into like extended lore, that like stuff that I'm not too familiar with. But as far as like shit that we see like in in game, Ouroboros is a bit of a difficult yeah. one though because this is by you know it's obviously by Wesker, who had effectively been researching these viruses for how long? What ten years? Twelve years? Longer than that, possibly yeah. in some form or another. And he's got his own lab and shit going on, and he's got stores of all these different kind of viruses, and that's only led him to end up going down the Ouroboros thing. That's a significant time investment. That's not something that any old any one person could just do within you know a small lab. You know, I think it was kind of a bit of a one-off, um, which is why Ouroboros was. And I mean, Ouroboros was like not really. I don't even really think of it as much of like a like a, a T virus kind of derivative. It, it just feels so completely different to me. Uh, maybe that's my own fault. But, um, you know, maybe I just see, like, giant black worm things coming out of a can. I'm like, eh, you've gone a long way since 1998. <laughs> All right. So uh, I was going to say that the I, I would agree, but I kind of disagree because 
what they have done and this is a question that comes up later is because they have put these viruses on the black market that means that these new people will experiment on them and make their own hybrids with what's available there because they they definitely they they wrote this to be like this and then you had carla who had her own like umbrella corporation uh neo umbrella and then she made um the c virus from the t veronica and the g virus uh so it's like what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it into a meta series and continue why there's outbreaks in this place that place etc and now they're also doing the fact that umbrella showed up here so what were they working on before they went off in romania and went off elsewhere it's it's like a never-ending cycle which is kind of ironic to the dialogue that leon said in vendetta where he's like when is this gonna really end because we've been fighting bow's for like 20 years it really feels like that i agree like yeah that's exactly what would happen you know people would get these viruses and start experimenting with them to try and create what they think is the best type of it but it's not like you have a bag you throw in some red beads you throw in some blue beads and suddenly something happens yeah. blue beads. it's it, it it's not how this it's not really how it works you know someone might say take the t virus and say well, like the t abyss for example that might turn some completely different you know maybe experimenting with like t virus and i don't know what the hell else that didn't quite work but it was it was grounds to work on and that ended up developing into, the, into like the t abyss virus it's it's not it's not just you put the two together and that's it off you go with a new virus it, it doesn't work like that at all yeah they're they're, they're, they're starting blocks uh, which is why you know when you start like like a c abyss phobos abyss virus it, it doesn't make any sense it would be cool if they tried though which is oh yeah ironically yeah. leading up to the next question yeah so, yeah, and, and um, there would, I'm bound agree. to be like, if you had a game like that, there'd be documents around, you know, saying about those you know, science logs and like, we tried experiment with this. It didn't quite work, but we saw potential. It was doing this. We thought we'd explore with that. And that's ended up leading to whatever the hell was in the game. So, so uh, the reason why I had written at least number five and also number six uh, was because, you know, we have the ending for Revelations one where they're kind of just like, oh, yeah, here's a fucking sample of T Abyss. And yes. They don't do anything with it. And no. technically in files for Revelations 1, they do talk about just the base form of the Abyss virus uh, and talking about what that did prior to being uh, merged with the T-virus or enhanced with the T-virus. Um, and as far as I'm aware, I think they kind of did a similar thing in Revelations 2 when discussing uh, T-phobos and discussing how that came to be before it was enhanced by the T-virus. Um, so, it, really the reason why I'm bringing this up, at least as far as the question is concerned, is because, you know, they leave this stuff, like, really open-ended, and I don't see why they couldn't, you know, like, per se, bring these viruses into mainline, um, you know, at least for one game or two games, you know, nothing like where it's, like, a consistent thing. Um, actually, if, if anything... Uh, consistently speaking for mainline games, it's usually three games and then they do something new. So, um, you know, so as far as, like, that is concerned, I, I do think that, like, the potential of them doing it shouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. It's really just all up to Capcom and whether or not they want to do it. I mean, a lot of the Resident Evil games have been 
had fairly open-ish endings. Uh, the Revelations game is probably too far open. I wasn't a big fan, particularly of either of the endings. I think they were a bit too vague sometimes, and um, they could have done at least a bit more conclusivity. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's always ways that these viruses can get back. And like I say, as parts of like you know documents of labs that have got these and saying we experimented this, that, and the other. Uh, but like making like a, a, a return as it is, I don't know. It feels like you could do something else, but it's not yeah. out of the question. Given how well, given the nature of the Re- Revelation series, though, making them super open ended is actually the safest bet they can do. Because if they write something like that's concrete, though, they could write themselves into a corner in the future. So that's part. It's already the safest option to um, do like super open ended. Yeah, I mean, this is true, but I mean, these teams of writers are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do exactly not that. So I mean, if they can't can trust happen, their own though. writing team not to do that, then that's a bit worrying. I mean, it has happened before, even with the most talented teammates. So, like, oh, anything can happen. Of course, anything of course happen. it does. Of course it does. You have to always leave yourself some wiggle room. I, I, I definitely understand and respect that, but yeah, I, I just felt like they could have done with, uh, like I say, with, with the, the virus sample from Tier Beast. It's just like, well, here it is. Like, okay. That's it, you know. That's all. If they could have done something more finality, but I suppose that's more of a critique of the game rather than uh, the the virus thing itself. So, all right, all right. Anybody else got any thoughts on this? If not, we can move on to number six. No, nope. All right, um, Dom, you want to read up number six? Yeah, sure thing. So, as a follow-up question, would you like to see the hybridization of other viruses uh, we've seen throughout the series? And note that these are not official, they're only examples to um, just throw some ideas out there, and they, you know, of course, may or not conflict with canon. Um, so, just a couple of examples I was throwing out, like C. Abyss, C. Phobos, uh, and then, like, G, and, uh, well, the A virus mixed with the G virus, and then, uh, like, the G abyss. Uh, shit like that. Just, as far as, like, that's concerned, again, not necessarily official or canon, but the idea of it, um, you know, there, I I wouldn't mind it, per se. Um, you know, as far as, like, as far as, like, that's concerned, I mean, to a technicality, we do see it, uh, here or there, you know, some some games do it a little bit more often than others, but, you know, that's fine. Um, I think that, like, as far as, like, if they do that stuff, it has to be in a way where, you know, of course, it, it makes sense. Um, but also in a way where it's like, hey, you know, that's cool. They didn't really touch something like, you know, the G-Virus in a while. So, like, do do something with that or do more with that. Yeah, actually, I like the idea of a C Phobos virus combination because given that um, people's um, mutation from C virus can be could theoretically be unique, I, I could see that working in um, based on somebody's fears. No, it's crazy. This might sound though, of course, though, but it's Resident Evil, so it's gonna happen. You know, imagine uh, imagine somebody's like really afraid of water. You know, they could turn into a, like an aquatic-based creature and um, you know, go ham in the sea or on land. You know. Or if they're afraid of um, like insects or bugs, you know, they could turn into that type of creature based on that fear, you know. I know it's, it sounds crazy and un- potentially unrealistic, though, but I think the idea of it would be interesting. Yeah, uh, I think like you know, like even the uh, A virus from Vendetta, like 
the idea with that shit too is like I think that would be pretty cool to see. Like uh if they were to do some some stuff with that. Um hell even like mix that with like the Abyss virus or even the uh, G virus, I think that would be pretty cool to see. Like imagine like a variation of the G virus where like they have um you know, say like a tyrant or G infected uh um host where they can be controlled. Like that that would be kinda fucked up. So mm. I don't know. Well, controlled C virus. I mean, sorry, um, G virus. That would be new, actually, because so far nobody's able to control the um the G virus. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, I'd like to see it. You know, I'm always up for new enemies, new hybrids coming after me. Yeah, same. It doesn't get too ridiculous because you know Resident Evil is. While Resident Evil is known for, like, cheesiness and ridiculousness, I don't want it to go too far into the ridiculousness. Yeah. I mean, we already still had that sort of with some games, though. But even then, though, some games are more grounded than others, you know? Mm-hmm. But I do agree, though. Like, certain combinations maybe may be too unrealistic, like the one I mentioned, though. But it sounds cool on paper, though, but execution, maybe not so much. Um, I like the example of the Cephobos virus, where you just, you know, get scared and you just turn into a cocoon. (laughs) 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 Something absolutely terrifies you and you just turn into a cocoon, you're fucked. (laughs) Metamorphing into a beautiful infected butterfly. (laughs) You know what what wouldn't help the case of that is like, uh, because... What is it? Fucking sea virus. You also like get set on fire, right? When you're yeah. you know, transforming into that. So it's like they're like freaking the fuck out because they're scared, right? And then they're burning on top of that. <laughs> oh <laughs> god, yeah. I'm that's burning really now. Fun. It escalates <laughs> it more, and suddenly they turn this massive monster. <laughs> like a flying butterfly on fire. Oh lord. God, that'd be even worse. The return the, of. The- the return of the moth from Mario 2, he just turned into that, a giant moth. It must well mix in with the sea on um, Veronica virus at that rate, then just spew out fire. Jeez. And also, mm. like, the the abyss uh, animality virus, because uh, the, the virus from Vendetta, has, it, like, it sits dormant, doesn't it, if I'm correct? And it has, like, a trigger yeah. virus? Yeah. So imagine you ha- had the abyss virus, which is the one that turns you into ooze. And uh, and you just got hit with that that <laughs> with that Edit. like chemical reaction. Just suddenly you're just like exploding into all this ooze. Like what the oh, fuck? Oh god! <laughs> also, with the um, abyss virus actually is also based on the individual. Like I think if you have like a sickness or something dwelling inside you, like say cancer, your mutation would be more unique than the common um, ooze. You know, so that could actually work in its favor. Because uh, it depends also on your immune system or what you have inside you and all the other... What yeah, else? Um, all, all four different types of hybridization um, for of the viruses. I think it would be really interesting. Is there <laughs> anybody else? Anything to say about this? I want to hear what Ren thinks. Uh, no, not really. Like... I just think that most of these combinations, like many of them could be very interesting. I would say in terms of what you guys said, maybe G abyss or something with the C virus constantly mutating and causing the underwater life to go crazy. I would like something like that. 
but again it's it's something that i i do want it to make sense and i do want it to be something where it's like if they reserve it for a future game it should really feel special in terms of what they're trying to do so i i just want some variation going forward instead of just mold 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 or this is the t-virus again but it's a slightly different strain so uh I, but i do like the ideas though very informative g g abyss means everyone's summer vacations are canceled oh definitely <laughs> never going on the beach again nope well i can't go to new jersey now then the L jersey shore can't go there light it on fire <laughs> burn it all you know why don't we actually just put it in new jersey and then set it on fire oh god i'm sorry new jersey <laughs> That's Resident Evil Nine, there's right any there. People from New Jersey watching, <laughs> listening to us. I am sorry. <laughs> it's RE Nine. Don't worry. I mean, they they already RE Nine the Jersey Shore. They already put the animality virus in New York, so it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just down the Parkway. But I guess we can move on to question number seven. Yes, I can't read this one off. Okay. Is there a BOW that should be brought back into the series that felt like it was wasted potential in preceding games? Like for example, um, they um, for example they didn't weaponize the um, Nemesis Parasite Alpha Parasite that much in um, Resident Evil Three. So oh wait, I'm reading this right. Da -da 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 -da. That much after. Okay, so the question is that um, what um, BLW wants to see return? Like, for example, the Nemesis Parasite did not make a return after Resident Evil 3. Um, okay, you know what? I, I guess this ties into the last question, but Dom said something about C-Virus infected Plagas. Maybe that would be cool. But in terms of returning Whoa. viruses, I, I would say C-Virus because, I mean, it was really interesting at the time when it happened. The only thing was that I thought the bosses were a bit too ridiculous. So I'm kind of like 50-50 on that. Part of me wants to see that again, but another part of me kind of thinks it's going to be a little bit too crazy for they, another RE game. They could, I mean, because considering how Capcom likes to change things, they could retcon uh, like what it's capable of, at least in the case of a future game, or just scale it back and just say it's a lesser form of virus yeah i guess they can say hey we don't have jake's blood anymore and plus they made an antidote so we could just do something else with it and it doesn't have to be like transformer simmons since we don't have the enhanced blood again and we have the antidote um i i would say another weapon they didn't utilize uh so we seen enough of t we i would have to say nemesis as well like i know it's an example but it's the one where it's like after RE3, I don't think we saw any other enemies infected with the Nemesis Parasite going forward in the timeline. Actually, um, like uh, this might be only applied to the original timeline though, but Nemesis is actually not um the monster's name per se. It's actually a project line. So mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. theory, there are or could be other Nemesis out there. And best example of this actually was in um, Operation Raccoon City and one of the um, DLCs. You actually do see another nemesis that's not the one from Resident Evil 3. Okay, oh, yeah, so, like, yeah there's, there's a game mode about yeah. that, isn't there? I, I can't remember this now. Okay, so from what I remember, and correct me if wrong, but 
they had this backstory where they injected multiple people with the nemesis parasite and the only one that really like quote unquote got deployed was the one we saw in ra3 i heard that there was like multiple people contained in the lab in resident evil 3 remake and they showed them in the display cases of tyrants that they tried to experiment on now those are different tyrants those are like up and coming ones but the one yes there were i think two in particular um nemesis ones that did survive they um were say too smart than um, umbrella protected though so they had to put them down and stop them from escaping the lab right Mm mm-hmm like i think that just only applies to remake though but um yes the only one that was deployed was the one in resident evil 3. however there was no nothing confirming or denying that there are other ones like locked up or can be that potentially made and we just haven't seen them i was always that guy that thought because the death factory was more or less a lab that was by birkin i always thought they disposed of them there considering the fact that they go down into that acid dump and just everything is just nuked from there in terms of the bodies uh coincidentally though that actually helped nemesis more than helped um it hurts because um he, he absorbed more. all that yeah all that biomass that was there from the hunters and whatnot that contributed to what he became to in um remake yep it did and the help of the tyrant as well because he did eat him he gnawed on him a little bit yeah in the original uh oh by the way um i could give you a picture of the other nemesis okay but while we um while i look at this picture is there anyone else who wanted to he looks just like the same one Mm -hmm. interesting is there anyone else who wants to answer this question uh yeah i'll I'll go um all right for me personally I, i think i would just like to see a tyrant because like re5 for example we were supposed to get a tyrant but it was supposed to be like uroboros infected so I'd you like definitely to... got that in rev 2 right yes um revelations 2 did end up doing that um but yeah like i, w- I would just like to see like you know a tyrant come back and like them to do something different with it uh, maybe similar to Mr. X, but also different enough to where it's like, it, it's, you know, it wouldn't be like Nemesis and it wouldn't be like Mr. X, of course, but it would stand out on its own. Yeah, I thought they were going to bring back like Tyrants in RE5 with the beta, but that got scrapped like at the last second. That would have yeah, been. Inter- I, I think I maybe it was just the case they didn't fit, fit particularly fit in too well, which is why I suppose you had stuff like the executioner and that sort of thing, which effectively were tyrants, but like you know variants of the theme. As you know it, um, the tyrant actually could have worked in one particular boss fight. You remember the second time you fight that Ouroboros blob monster? That could mm-hmm. have been the tyrant in that room if they really wanted to. Oh, that would have been yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been really cool instead of just like random naked man 2.0 with like wesker's <laughs> eyes like yeah that was kind of weird i was like hold on wait a minute does he have his powers or and then i but, saw I mean, that was the, the point was that it was a random man that was kind of the point in that it was random and it failed to yeah. show what mm-hmm. happened if it didn't work that was kind of the whole point and then obviously in the saying well you know we're saying oh well i mean most people is going to fail for so this is what's going to happen and that's you know like, oh god we got to stop this 
mm-hmm. you know i wish i wonder what would be the hindsight in that plan actually i would like to see what happens though but what if actually it failed completely and nobody survived it because um well like, i mean take... <laughs> yeah this is this is why i wasn't a fan of the plot because it was just so bonkers uh, i think earth would be we... screwed <laughs> I was yeah, I mean, like, you know, Wesker, Wesker was superhuman, right? So naturally, of course, his body should able to take it, which I think technically he did, right? Because of the boss yes, fight, right? And he, and he so, knew that. He knew that ahead of time. Yeah. So take into account, like, you know, he's superhuman. What makes you think that, you know, even if somehow the generic large lottery won at the end of the day, how would they survive with the Ouroboros inside them? Because at any given moment, though, if they touch fire or anything, they could go haywire. But it was, it was, there was a lot of plot holes with everything going over Ouroboros, which is why I wasn't a big fan of it. I can't necessarily call those plot holes more like um, Wesker oversight. Yes, like, which is not very Wesker like either, which is my other issue. You know, there was so many like things that didn't quite make a lot of sense. We're like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? It's like, this is why I didn't like it because Wesker's a very meticulous man um who's been working on this for ages and it seems kind of weird that he'd be trying to launch something which is seemingly so experimental still and still really not particularly finished but well there we go but that's sure, gonna but... be off the point here yeah yeah uh all right anybody else particularly no going no, once going once twice. Uh, going twice okay um <laughs> i guess maybe the suspended from outbreak Suspended. The suspended. Are you talking about yeah, the the liquor boss, the Regis liquor? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, let's just have a name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that's the first time that I, I can't tell if it's it's not a crimson head. It looks like one, but it's supposed it's like to be like a liquor. It's somewhere between like a crimson head and liquor. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really weird. Like when I first saw that boss, that that was the first thing I was thinking because of the skin. Yeah, either yeah, them just... or the Undertakers from Survivor. Undertaker. Wow, that's, that's that's a that's a niche call. That's wow. a rare one. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. Go well, for I, thought, I think the Undertaker. I think that was just the name of the lead guy. Uh, but I mean, the, the the unit as a whole. I mean, was that's not a bad shell. That's a very very left field. I feel good. Very, wow. I, I thought it was just a very interesting like BOW. It's a nice, it's a nice concept, you know, like a like a yeah. special forces team, which is like virus infused, which is not something that hasn't been revisited, of course, the RE series, and no. it would make sense. To be honest, technically, that's kind of what they're always trying to do, you know, super soldiers, that sort of thing. That's kind of like like almost like a proto version attempted, although they died pretty goddamn easy. But I suppose that was gameplay. I I'm thinking like a lot of stuff from like Outbreak. I I think maybe seeing Thanatos again would be cool, because you only yeah. see that type of tyrant once, and that's an outbreak. Well, he, yeah, I mean the whole reason for that is because that was Greg Miller's um that was his pet project, and it's kind of why he got kicked off of kicked out of Umbrella Four because he was researching that, and they weren't too particularly fond of it. <laughs> um, so he kept going, and then he did end up developing Daylight and that sort of thing. That's the problem as well. I think with a lot of these is like things you only see once. It's like you'd like to see it back. It's kind of a plot reason why it only really happened once. Um, I think like a nice yeah, concept <laughs> would be something similar to say like the Reapers from RE5. Um, yeah, not just the Reapers. They're a the fight. The, the, the whole principle of that is that they were an accident. Um, it was Ouroboros getting basically in, um, like cockroaches and that sort of interfering with Ouroboros and that all started going loose. That's one hell of an accident. Creating the Reapers. 
Um, and I think that's the, it's, it's a nice touch of these devices. Obviously, there's going to be intended consequences and uses, but as things start going exploded and whatever else, like they are obviously, you know, there's going to be unintended things getting caught up in this infections and they're going to mutate in ways that you don't expect and that sort of thing, which is always something I think that should be retained, uh, especially in RE games. You know, there's going to be things planned for and unplanned, and the unplanned things might as well be A, completely horrific, and B, probably pretty hard to destroy. Uh, you know, bring back Deborah from RE6. I need to fail No Nut November. Shut up, Ren. No. <laughs> Ren, why? <laughs> I could Wait, not take that fight right seriously now. when I took it on both times. I just couldn't take it on seriously. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't take it seriously. But then again, I was playing with like one hand on the controller, so. <laughs> she was doing these break dances. Moving oh, swiftly on. <laughs> right. Actually, you know what? Um, that's one thing Resident Evil needs to partially bring back is more bug type enemies because we we haven't seen those in a good minute, right? Yeah, good point. Yeah, there's been too many. I mean, you had like the the Navista doors and RE4. Um, yeah, Reapers and RE5. But beyond that, I haven't seen too much. It's been bring fairly sort of humanoid based. From RE0. I can't no, remember. No, the no, no, fuck those things, man. We had hundreds for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were kind of like, again, something that was like an unintended-ish sort of side effect. Um, it's not a bad show. But then that's where you have something like, you. Um, I th yeah, this is where you have stuff like, um, even like, let's say the blobs um, from like uh, Revelations 1. Like, there's amorphous blobs, which are kind of a bit frightening when you think about it. They don't look like much, but they're just giant blobs full of people just kind of horrendously moving across and whatever else. Like, they're, they're not too pleasant to fight. Yeah, most bugs. It's tough to deal with too most bugs that were featured never really came back like i i think scissor tail is also one of them in outbreak and then yes play crawler i was also one of them that was only exclusive yeah. to zero but again i think the reason for that is because the majority of those were all accidents yeah. none of these have ever really been like deliberately created or the intended point there was something that got out of control and there's infected sort of random things and that was what we ended up with the big one was so the, just... the infected fleas and worms yeah Oh yeah, no, no please. No no please. <laughs> Horrible enemy. Yeah. Chimeras right, so... were manufactured, although the, the chimeras manufacturing process was pretty horrific. Pretty dark even for Resident Evil standards. Aren't they like um, human they... slash like bug? They there were, are... If I remember basically what happened, I think it was like they took insect like DNA and shit and like was like forcibly injecting it and impregnating women or something crazy like that. It's yeah, yeah like they cross, they cross right. unbelievably dark. The only other darkest thing I can think of is you know Resident Evil Survivor and you know literally taking bits of people's brains as they're alive to create tyrants with. Jesus, that's about you know, Jesus. I mean, yeah, that's, that's uh, there was there was some really creepy shit that's happened, of course, the series, not much, but they have trod that line a couple of times. Generally in these kind of side, really niche things. So, but yeah, that was the whole thing with Sheena Island, a, a tyrant production plant which needed um, parts of of, of uh, adolescents' brains. Oh, and they had to be yeah, alive, yeah. otherwise it wasn't producing the shit that they needed. So yeah, they did it to them. Open air, great. Moving I'm gonna, on. I'm gonna have to get more <laughs> in that game story now. I'm, I'm kind of interested. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. <laughs> well, we know what your finish is. <laughs> it's a real dark story. <laughs> it's it's a bit crazy, but like it makes some sense, but it is pretty pretty ridiculous. All right, so I think anyways, we, I think we need to move on to question number eight. Well, yes. did Nikki answer or Whopper? 
Uh, no, you can do eight. It's fine. All right. So... I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm distracted by doing my homework in the background. So I'm I'm listening to you guys and doing my homework, which That's I got fine. a 100 on. Hey, right. Ain't Resident Evil related. It's not, it's not homework. <laughs> I mean, it's not really related to Resident Evil, but it's related to like some scientific stuff that could be said in the game. So, all right, then. Uh, how all right, T virus. Send the BSA <laughs> over there now. I need, I need Chris to lock her up. Break down. She, her she wouldn't mind. <laughs> she would like that actually. She'd welcome him through the door and say, "Yes, come in." Uh. <laughs> I mean, if, he, if he's in the alley with him. <laughs> We stop. We like stop for a drink. Maybe you know, hit the town or something. She did. She'd have hard eyes the entire time if Chris busted down the door. All right, let's move on before this podcast gets X-rated. Degenerates. So- and, oh, yes, gets kicked off. Yes. I mean, the no, not of November only counts for you guys. Doesn't count for me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm having all uh-huh. my fun. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, well, we're moving on to number eight. So, uh, what do you think of the storyline that involved Wesker selling the viruses on the black market in the first place? What is your stance on that situation in Resident Evil Five? I mean, what a Wesker thing to do. I mean, yes, <laughs> it's not even close to the most ridiculous thing he did in that game. Um, I mean, there's a degree of sense to it in that what he was trying to do was obviously horrendously big business. He needed a shitload of capital behind him in order to fund his research and stuff because he can't just do it for the hell of it um and ultimately if he had a way of sort of selling the viruses that he had copies of anyways to certain people it would a he could sell it for a shitload of money and b also cause issues in theory for people that wanted to stop his research having to deal with those things instead and diverting attention so we would have more games too yeah that as well so for a storyline for a storyline aspect it makes complete sense to me and to be honest if i was wesker i probably would have done the same thing Yeah, I I think it was all like a story reason to continue uh, Ari going forward from there because, I mean, after they dissolved Umbrella, they were pretty much putting in the building blocks anyway for Wesker making his own variant. And then that sort of just went to him working with Tricell and that was it. And then they put the viruses on the black market. So it's like, even though we're killing Wesker in this game, other people can also get the virus and use it. And this is something that he had been doing even before Umbrella had like officially died. Yep. Um, yeah, with Code Veronica, he turned up. Umbrella hadn't, hadn't perished at that point. They might well have still been on trial when that was all going on. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know my precise dates. Uh, but he had already kind of started delving into all that sort of stuff on his own with his own, you know, own stuff going on. And that was still 1998 um so him doing this like nearly 10 years later yeah it makes perfect sense to me. oh you mean the uh high post catcher force right oh whatever it was called i have i have no idea what it was called it, I it's I, I think those are the initials but they, they say host and they say hive so i'm kind of a little bit confused by how it goes or is that hcp or hcf or whatever it is yeah yeah i just, I just remember really frightening visuals of hunters looking menacing at cages and me thinking oh god <laughs> that's that's my main memory of all of that. Uh but yeah, again, yeah, from a storyline, makes total sense. Solves many issues. Anyone else on this question? Anyone? Yeah, it's definitely uh, something I feel that oh I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely something that Wesker would do. I mean anything to I mean, of course we know the main things with him is you know, he's evil, ha ha, but he's also, you know, there's greed in there as well, so 
I mean, absolutely, I would see that that's definitely, like, one of the, the more Wesker things to do. And also to keep him more relevant in the story as well. Hmm. Dom? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say, this is this is also kind of something that was alluded to happening in the original Resident Evil 3 with Nikolai. And, I mean, I guess you can technically say the remake as well. Hmm. Um, because, you know, other people kind of wanted to get in, or other unnamed companies wanted to get in on, like, what Umbrella was doing, because they were, like, top shit as far as, like, a pharmaceutical company was concerned in the series. So, as far as, like, that's concerned, if they hear, like, well, oh, shit, like, all their shit is being sold on the black market, we can get in on this. So, it, it kind of makes sense. It's world building, uh, isn't it? That's that's been developed after the fact. At the time, original, it was just it was Umbrella. They were the bad people. But as as you've gone on through the plot, and it makes sense that more people would have gotten involved. Yeah, you find little leads of little companies here and there getting involved. Yeah, makes yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the my only complaint though, uh, really quick, is that mm -hmm. like we only ever see like Tricell the one time, kind of two times if you count um, Revelations two with Neil. Uh, being a bitch about what happened to Tricell, but oh, um, you're correct actually, because we don't see the aftermath after Resident Evil Five with them. So what's yeah. up with them? So like, I I feel like more shit like that would be cool because like we can't just. I, I think the problem that this series has too currently is that like, um, they relied a lot on like having you know like Wesker and Umbrella being like the main focus, and now that they're gone, they're like trying to like recapture that with different things and it might not be working as well uh, they should have done that with tricell honestly but they wasted that potential not thinking about it i don't know I, I mean this might not be the most ridiculous thing I'll, I'll ever suggest but maybe with this new re animated stuff we don't know when exactly it's dated it's certainly dated a few years ago maybe that could tie into maybe like a tricell at some point or another just as a throw-in you know something that people who played and think ah, oh, that was pretty nice but, you know it's leon and claire it's, it's a way back in the series, we, we speculated that it could be around like the time of, rev of this revelation stuff, anyways, which is when Tricer would have been out and around and sort of operating as such. Maybe there's a way to tie it in with that. Yeah, it just seems like it feels like this is Resident Evil's own PMC, just like Metal Gear and the PMCs were like super expensive and they were setting those up. It sort of feels like that, where obviously selling bio organic weapons and distributing them is big is very big business um so it that's how it feels like to me they had to continue in some shape way or fashion and unfortunately because this stuff gets in the wrong hands we see everything turns into a war zone but then again this is the attention of what bow's are so i think spencer is sleeping soundly in his grave he might not be immortal but he definitely succeeded in terms of making this a business that other people can profit off of as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I kind of hate to throw us in because this isn't going to be everyone's taste. But even if you take, you know, real life example with, with, with COVID, you know, and you look at the amount of money that's been thrown behind that in order to try and deal with stuff like that. And that's that exists. And that's a legitimate business. You think of illegitimate businesses, how much more expensive they are. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous sums of money that West would have to produce. So any way he can do that in any quantities, you know, it would make sense that he would do that. And he, and he obviously doesn't. He's his version of ethics is slightly different to yours or mine. So you know, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, slightly. he would sell sell the stuff on. He doesn't slightly, particularly yeah. care. If anything, he'd benefit from these things going on. He might send some of his own guys to try and pick up some research while they're at it. 
Oh He's man. Like, man. <laughs> I would have slightly. Oh no. Look <laughs> at doomsday weapons, not slightly. I'm gonna destroy the planet at this rate. I, I, I think That's what he tried to do. I think Wesker would want to like partner up with the uh, the Chinese scientists that developed COVID. <laughs> Dude, the fact that oh god, the fact that um one of them had the umbrella logo over there and they made that meme that still blows my mind. That still has to that has to have been fake. Like, I, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's not a topic people want to particularly talk about. But like that, I still I still think I think it has to be a fake, surely. I mean, you could do a simple Google yeah, search. Yeah, I think it was fake uh, because was, they said that like, there was a misspelling somewhere. There's still, like, you know, I think it was a city in the game called, like, Wulan, and then there's one called Wuhan, and it's just weird. It's just super yeah, weird. there are some weird coincidences sometimes between media and real life. It is very when, strange. When Resident Evil I mean, 6 predicted the future. Imagine it that. gets yeah. even weirder That's when you realize that the CBC head's name is Redfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the head uh, of the CDC is Redfield. Like, it's almost, like, we really are living in a Resident Evil. <laughs> also, I have a side question, uh, because this is not on the dock. What do you guys think about that immortality virus, like, Spencer's final plan that he was developing with Alex? Sounds very Spencer-like to me. A man who yeah. refused to face death and would do anything he could to try and cheese it. Yeah. Makes sense that he would try and find a way to develop something that could do that. But ultimately, it's not something that I don't think... It's not something that I don't think could exist, nor should exist in any form. Um, and there's obviously ways you can like try and prolong life in its pieces, even going about the, the you know, uh, thingy with Bob. Um, Alexia, you know, freezing herself for 15 years sort of thing with Cryo, but... Like yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's it's a part of his very. Um, I always forget the right term. Is it sort of Napoleonic complex sort of thing, or I, I can never remember the exact correct term for it. But yeah, a man who was on the verge of death, refused to face it, and was willing to had a shitload of money, and was like into some pretty decent, pretty uh, dicey shit, and was like, well, maybe there's a way I can cheat it somehow. So it doesn't surprise me that he he tried to do that, but ultimately it was never going to work. Do you think that um they're going to answer that plot point of? Alex Wesker and Natalia having that whole mind swap thing, and she I... possibly might have it eventually. No, they yeah, will. I, I feel. They I feel will. like they. I feel like they will somehow, somewhere. I don't think necessarily it will be in a game. It might be something that perhaps they might do a book, uh, like another book on, perhaps, uh, and play around with that. It feels like it's too. It's too big a plot point to just put there and leave. It feels like if you're gonna put that there. You kind of have to realistically, if you're going to carry on with the series, eventually you have to answer that plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if, so you, if, far, you had no if you had no intentions of following up, you wouldn't do it. Well, so far, people are theorizing maybe Natalia's in RE8, but I, I have exited out on that one, though. But who knows? Maybe, I, you know. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think, if anything, with Natalia. It would probably be something that's like started almost accidentally because she may not be particularly aware, obviously, of what's going on. So she's sort of done something somewhere by just accident, not realizing that's kind of kicked off a chain of events that's kicked it on. I don't know about that village, but it feels like it's not the biggest plot point that they should chase up, but it's one that they put in and left there deliberately. And, you know... I don't know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel too happy if they just never. If, if Resident Evil was still going in twenty years, and they never answered it. It'd be like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. So it feels like at some point, if it keeps going, they kind of have to address it eventually. Uh, all I gotta say is, I think the Burtons are screwed because they are living with this. Like, 
and they are completely unaware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a sad truth. Poor Barry. One day that will trigger. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason. But I mean, Barry knows about it though, so that's the thing. It's not like they don't. Barry obviously has some degree of a, probably has some degree of awareness of it. I don't know. I can never, I can't remember the ending of our relationship to that. It's been a been a while since I've touched that. But I don't think he does know about it. I can't yeah, remember the I think he, he does. doesn't know. No, maybe he doesn't. I, I can't remember. My, my memory's getting. I'm, I'm getting old, everyone. I'll, I'll be honest. It's been a while since I've played it, but I don't think yeah. he does. Can, can no, he may not me? know, but but yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I was trying to say that Revelations 2 literally picks up where Chris's campaign begins in RE6. Or, like, as far as it ends. Um, and at the very end, you see Natalia just reading, um, what is it? Uh, Kafka. Kafka, yeah. So, they don't, they don't imply that, like, Barry knows. They only just kind of imply that, like, Natalia... Uh, did definitely get her mind swapped. Yes, oh, that that's for sure. Like that definitely did happen. I I don't remotely debate that that happened for sure. They they that was left pretty unambiguous that that's what happened. So, um, I mean, it's something they should chase up at some point. I don't know how or where. I mean, maybe if they ever do a Revelation three, maybe that's what they would do and like follow up on that eventually. I don't know. They might decide to do a, a series on it, maybe like a, a visual, like you know, a, an animated series. They got a lot of different scope, but. I don't know if I'd want to throw it into like a mainline game. Um, it feels like a bit too nichey to throw in. I don't know. You could. You could also just do something completely fresh. Well, Dan, you want to read the next question? Sure. With alternative content for the franchise, such as CG movies, comics, novels, manga, manhua, Chinese manga. And even the live-action movies, do you think there's room to bring in any exclusive viruses or BOWs into the games? Examples are the Karen virus from Biohazard 4, the Executor, and the Malady virus from Resident Evil Vendetta, a G-infected eel from Resident Evil Danger Island comic, etc. I think it'd be a pretty shitty series if they didn't. <laughs> hmm. Put it mildly. I think like you have to. You have to try and bring in something new to some degree. <laughs> I want so. to see that gene-infected eel. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking... It yeah, actually, actually grows, like, cool. fucking arms and shit. It's, it's crazy. I just figured what that, and I just figured the Albanoid. Yeah. I just figured the Albanoid from, from Veronica. I'm like, eh, maybe I don't. I gotta find it for you guys, but, like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they shouldn't, um, like, take into account, like, things that are maybe considered not canon, or maybe things that are in extended lore that we don't see in the games, and try to introduce them into the games in a, you know, maybe subtle way or um, in a, like, like scaled back way, I think. Just as long as it can work in the context of the game, of course. Yeah, the the Cameron virus is literally the fucking thing. That would be, like, Yeah, it, it's crazy. the most dangerous virus out of all of them. Yeah, because once it gets into people, it can completely overwrite them and take them over so your buddies could be affected. And you'll never know the difference until it's too late. So I think that'd be very interesting for an RE game. No one would survive that. No. The Karen virus. Oh my god, Brandon. I'd like the animality virus from Vendetta to get into a game as well. That would be quite cool, I think. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's even going forward. I, I, you can correct me for thinking of it. 
I kind of view stuff like, you know, the animated films and revelations. I kind of view them as kind of the same thing. It's just that one's a game and one's a movie. But outside of that, I don't I think mean, they're really that much different. They're, they're, they're sort of both side projects about sort of particular viruses and particular places and particular incidents, you know, with specific characters. It's nothing massively wide scale. Yeah, I mean, you could easily make turn Revelations 1 into a film, uh, like a CG film, and, you know, uh, Vendetta sort of thing, have that as a, as a Revelations game. And you probably wouldn't realize that there's much difference, to be honest. So That's true. Uh, I def- there's plenty of scope for them to do both of them. Um, and they should do you know again like is is as people experiment with these different viruses and kind of have their own target their own trends what they think it's it should work then that's going to obviously cause its own particular type of infections and sort of things and ultimately you know infections are unpredictable at a base level and you could infect like a thousand different people with the same virus and there's going to be one or two that you know kind of react differently for their own reasons their own hype their own antibodies their own whatever else so yeah they should always be trying to um bring in you know at least something that's different of course be very very interesting of course the eel has the signature gi ball on the side oh my god (laughs) that thing looks mean i thought you were joking about it growing arms (laughs) it actually grows arms arms. i think initially it does not have arms but then as it mutates in in that comic series it starts to fucking grow limbs it's ridiculous needs a nuke needs a nuke (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so who's ready to play uh, among us yeah. with resident evil <laughs> wait say that again i say who's to play among us with resident evil the karen virus oh god uh i mean it's not too no. many miles away <laughs> <Go on. laughs> I, I think one thing i'll give as well a quick mention to the books like some of the novels i do like how they've actually taken some of the viruses from the series that have already been a thing and kind of deferred on them, which is I think what happened with the um with the the, the Mahara Desire books um and all that stuff. I believe that was involving uh, a version of the which one's it? Was that to do with the T Veronica? No, that was um. There is one with the T and G virus combination. Yes, that's uh, zero. But I know the Mahara Desire was like oh, it was to do with the C virus. I believe it was actually there was some relations to that. Um, and that in our RA6's virus is very social credit, which I think again is something you should definitely look to do. You know, it's a nice way to tie in things plot wise and make it sort of relevant rather than just a random thing that occurred for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anybody else? Hmm. Not once. Nope. Not once. Sold. All righty then. Number 10. I guess I could read this off. Uh, what do you think of most. Uh, Sorry, what do you think about the most of the main viruses in the series from your perspective? Like the T virus, G virus, C virus, et cetera, et cetera. List some of your favorites in any detail. So we kind of did that a little bit with question number two, but I guess for mainline viruses, the most distinct one would probably be T, in my opinion, because that was the, the one. Yeah, that was the first, and well, I, I guess you could technically say the mother of all viruses is progenitor, but um, T is the one where it was a success and a failure at the same time because Spencer, once again, um, while he put this out in the mansion, I guess they had no idea 
how everything would mutate, how stars would uh, sort of get through some of their enemies with Alpha Team. And I guess, uh, I, I, I guess it's just the most prominent one because of the zombies and the tyrants and everything that's in the mansion. So I, I would definitely say the T-Virus is the most prominent one that many people can recall from memory. And G would be second, although I think G is great for bosses because once again, everyone just turns into these fucking abominations and it's just nonstop. Like Burke and something else each time you see him. And that's what made uh, RE2 really memorable in my eyes. So they definitely have to account for those two in terms of like them being the most famous ones. Yeah, uh, I think I think probably the G-Virus, I reckon it's probably one of the most dangerous viruses there's ever been because of the pure ability for, you know, the virus to just constantly repair and regenerate dead cells and continue to, um, you know, to revive itself, basically. Um, yeah, like by yeah. itself, it was definitely the part of one of the most dangerous viruses at the time because, you know, T-Virus yeah. and the Nemesis, you know, Project War combinations of well, the T-Virus and something else, right? But in isolation, the G-Virus was a whole nother monster. Yeah. Obviously, the downside of the G-Virus was that it was not easy to spread. You know, it had to be done via embryos. It wasn't like, you know, the, the T-Virus, where it was just like coming into contact was enough sort of thing. That was its, that's its downside. Um, uh, but no, I definitely. think that's the the purpose of it, too, because yes. it was designed just to make the perfect super soldier rather than, you know, yes. infection that rate. Was the whole, you know? Yes, that was definitely the idea. Um, but yeah, definitely G-Virus. Incredible days. Was I the only person... This is going to look pretty bad probably on the internet, but hmm? was I the only person when I first played Resident Evil 2, who got really baffled by the game as to whether it was the T or the G virus that leaked throughout the city. Because I had this misconception for a long time with the series that the G, the G virus is what actually spread across Raccoon City because that's what the game was all about, the G virus. Okay, so... I don't ever think it made it particularly clear. Like, I realized in the end that was wrong, but it never made yeah. it clear. I agree with you. I actually had that misconception myself, though, because it wasn't explicitly clear that, you know, it was the G virus. I'm sorry, the T virus, because, you no, know, they, they hyped up the G virus the most, and William Birkin had the G virus in his hand. So you would assume all those yes. vials were the um, G virus before you knew the color differences, right? So when you crush yeah. them, like, again, assumptions, you would think that's, that's the G yeah, virus. The, rat, the rats get it mm -hmm. and then spread it out, which was the thing. But yeah, I was one thing I've always known over that game is like, you look at it now, and you're like, well, obviously that wasn't the case, but like, yeah, for years I played the game thinking it was the G virus spread across the city. Now realizing that's completely ridiculous, but you think yeah. it would be a mixture of both technically because they were together and we see both of them ooze out and um near the right. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's it, ridiculous. It's ridiculous to think that only one uh, spread and not the other because it was all just smashed a bit. So is that was always weird thank god that was always weird to me because i always assumed that it was just basically birkin eating the vials of g and getting a little <laughs> bit stronger but mm -hmm. then again it's like you said all the vials smashed out on the ground so i guess the rats were super selective and that carried into the water supply but that was the main baseline of the entire story is that the rats ate it they took it to the water supply everybody else got infected so, yeah, and it started spreading throughout the city and such. So it's also it, it even was a, it was a bit of it's a bit plot holeish. They did do a good explain that. They kind of made it a bit more easier to explain the remake. But yeah, the original game it's a bit of like a bit of a a bit of a logic jump which you kind of have to make there. They don't play on that fear as well. Like even though it happens throughout the entire city, like there's no one else like actually in the story that drinks water or anything like that. So I was surprised that 
this plot point was not touched upon that much in the remake in terms of like people actually drinking the stuff it just sort of happened yeah, it just yeah, sort of happened. It was, it was, it was, it was just the rats getting it, and then obviously getting it onto city streets, and because they're infected, just start biting people, and that's yeah, how but, spread. Uh, that, but that was always my head cannon. Yeah, um, that what else makes sense though. But like in the case of remake though, they never show how to happen. They just tell you that no. you know the virus got out. It already that's had, it. Yes. Yeah. Could you imagine how different the Raccoon City would have been if it was the G virus everywhere? Oh man! Well, they well they would have nuked though. They still would have nuked the place. Um, I mean, it probably would have been the end, the same end result. Yeah. Um, I feel like the games know, would have been a lot scarier. Honestly, I mean, no, I would think I think the characters actually would not make it out of their life because think about it: if the zombies were affected with the G virus or whatever, right, they would be constantly regenerating yeah. left and right. So there's no way that Leon, Claire, even Jill, maybe would got that shit alive. But it would never have spread anywhere near as fast as it did in the first place. That's the thing. But potentially, yes, but that's still up in the air because um, yeah, well, you know, what given was how... inf- what was infected would have been non impossible to destroy. Yeah. But there would have been significantly less of them, so probably a lot of people would end up getting out, and they would have had to have probably nuke the city anyways because nothing else would have worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, it could have definitely played out a bit differently. Also, I'm, I mean, also, I'm so... Sorry. also... Uh, the um, the G virus did spread a little bit, didn't it, in uh, Racking Sea because there was the like the the creatures in the sewers, like the the really infect. I can't remember what they are. The really uh, the adults. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How were they um they made? Were G, in... Right. <laughs> yes, those are those are G based monsters though. But in the original though, William was affecting affected somebody to get the G um embryo out to, out of somebody, right? Because the the bodies protected it. But in the case of the remake, though, I don't remember an explanation behind the G embryos. Because you do I... see one pop out of the chest, though, right? But did William do that, or was it another adult? Yeah, I, this is... Um, I think it's kind of the idea is that these are, like, embryos that had, like, sort of matured a bit but hadn't fully incorporated the host and kind of, like, gotten rejected, I guess? Because the whole idea with, like, working, for example, I was looking to, obviously, to procreate, which is why I was hunting down uh sherry because obviously it was a daughter so it was matching genetic material now obviously birkin might well have been putting embryos into other things but obviously that wasn't going to work properly no. because of the fact they weren't matching genetic material which is what happened to ben which is what happened to brian irons if you played the correct scenario for that also sort of ben thing. uh yeah bet yeah both of them ben and ben and irons that's exactly what happened so i'm fairly sure that that's kind of largely what was going on is that these are sort of like uh the the, the rejected embryos that have at least had a start and then kind of just like make that they, they still develop as they go because they're still G and they kind of develop as an adult on their own but not inside directly as a host and not as uh, such as like some of the Birkin so yeah so the, the, the host is like not genetically applicable so it gets rejected rips it throughout creates a G creature and then it grows into like an adult stage not too long afterwards which is what ends up you start playing in amongst uh, the sewers the only like little issue or caveat or whatever is like you know, we didn't see William affect people. Like, uh, well, actually, no, that's not true. We did see him affect William. Um, not William. Um, what's his name? Is Irons? You see him affect Irons. Ben and Irons. And yeah. That's the only. No, I mean in the remake, he's the only one we see him affected though. Like, so how did? Oh, in the um, remake. Yeah. Yeah, in the remake, yes, we only see him affect um Irons. But how did he affect all those other people in the sewers? Like, how did he get there so quickly? Because you see civilians down there versus like the um the um guys a honk came in with like that would make sense if they were affected as well or at least got some type of affection afterwards 
and they caused the um the source to get flooded with the um biomass but it wasn't showcased that way it just shows civilian down there that one's weird you know, i think what i would suggest is that this is because obviously that the whole um process of the infection across raccoon city occurred over a couple of weeks or so um and it's possible that there may have been stuff obviously going on before that as well there have been testing going on anyways umbrella was secretly underground so it's possible this is stuff that had been happening even before the incident um yep. it's a bit of a it's a bit of an open air i don't think there's really they've ever really specifically said why that is the case uh, but that would be my best that'd be my best shot hmm. all right all right um anybody else for this question because i think time for us to move on to number 11 right Going once, going twice. Sold a renegade. You have number eleven. All right. Let's see. So, how do you feel about the antidote for certain viruses in the series and the long-term symptoms on people? For example, Sherry gained regeneration from G and Jill's T blood. It was reawakened to give her more combat abilities. Should they explore the idea of more reawakened powers, or do you think that is way too over the top? Um, it's probably there's, there's two parts to this question, isn't there? Really, it's okay. Okay, so let me give my perspective real quick. It's in terms of long term effects, the only person we've seen that it was very prominent on was Sherry because when she was impaled by the plane in RE6, we saw that her organs clearly morphed back into her body and it fixed everything. Um, for Jill, we don't know because she's been in quarantine for a long time time and i'm i'm sure that they're gonna do that whole process of if jill comes back she will definitely still have tea in her blood because they could not isolate and get rid of it even when uh she came back and well, she produced antibodies because of the um cured also they technically cannot get rid of it because it's literally this is all Wesker's in her bloodstream yeah this is Wesker's yeah. problem because that's what he wanted to do and he couldn't do it so he was like oh shit well never mind yeah so he left it alone but then he noticed the antibodies so he figured hey let's just let's experiment like a little bit further and see uh what we could do with the p30 i believe that's what it was called when he put P3. the device on it yeah P3, yeah that the that the, the, the um that device thing yeah, he put that on her chest. She got like abilities where she was fast and doing all the stuff and then they removed it. So I, in that case, I don't know if she retained her abilities or because they took it off, that was it. And then they put her in quarantine. We don't know on Jill's behalf just yet. Um, no, we, we don't. The only thing that we know indefinitely is that she still has all of the acrobatic abilities. She just might not have the speed. Yeah, yeah um, by I mean, all intents and purposes, her performance should be significantly greater than what's before, given that she got experimented on. Yeah, I would wager. I mean, I mean, it, it, she's probably going to be pr pr probably more than say Chris's, obviously being sort of similar-ish sort of age groups. I mean, Chris is like best part of fifty now. Um, he's in his late forties. Sort of yeah, late late forties. He's he's best. Yeah, so Jill's probably not too far behind that. So for, for someone of her three for years. her age. Yeah. yeah, so someone of her age, like she's gonna be way beyond probably what she should do, but it's not gonna be the, the point of like Wesker, for example. Probably not the way of Sherry. I would kind of hope not. I think that's a little OTT. Uh, but you no, have to, you it wasn't displayed her having a healing factor because if that's the case, then she would have like, you know, shrug everything off after the device ripped off her chest, you know? Yeah, so she doesn't is, have a yeah. healing factor. No, no, which which is good. But that, but that was a thing specific to G um, specifically, which is why she didn't have yeah. that. 
but she may still have more like abilities sort of in combat because of that. I mean, you have to have antidotes only for a lot of these viruses, otherwise these stories would just sort of never end. And you know, I guess it's not really how it works in real life sometimes. You know, there's things that are always around. But like for, for story and plot purposes in a game like this, you need an endpoint eventually for for most of these viruses. And you know, that's where obviously the BSA puts in its work to do that. Um but yeah, the the whole sherry regeneration thing of G, it makes sense from a plot point and a niche plot point. But I think more generally speaking, it's kind of like it's difficult to 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 get your head around because like she regenerates in cutscenes. But then in the, she when you play another game, either. she doesn't. She just she just does in a couple of cutscenes. She's like, oh, suddenly, you know, Map Adam has told me, oh, I'll be fine in a few minutes. But then you're playing for her for like two hours, three hours, four hours in a game, and nothing at the time happens. So there's a massive inconsistency. I know it's for gameplay reasons, but Yeah, I'll, I'll chop it down to gameplay reasons though, because that's yeah. one way to not knowledge but because it, that's but a key it's thing. so glaring. Yeah. It's like that that's you're you're walking yourself into that. You don't have to do that. You know, they could have just said that it didn't really do, you know, once show was done, like maybe she had better healing abilities, but not like that sudden. In um, all I mean, fairness, though, that could also apply to, like, say, um, with Chris versus Wesker. Like, Chris in the cutscenes, while, wow, yes, he did, like, push Wesker and he was able to do something physically. Yeah. But in the gameplay, though, he knocked him on his ass free without even trying, right? So, like, just chop it out as just gameplay. Yeah, I suppose. It's it's hard to look at those sometimes and not think of the plot implications and think that's pretty glaring. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's that's a thing though to like say folks like us who would note on that more. It's a bit more glaring, whereas to sort of a, a general gamer probably doesn't care too much about that. So that's just comes to the territory, I suppose. Okay, so I have one more like tidbit to add to this. Uh the antidote I'm hmm? oh, sorry, before you go, I apologize though, but there's one <laughs> character that we actually forgot. Um Claire. <laughs> Oh, Claire, she is we're... infected with uh, Tifa Wolves, right? Yeah, she mm. has to. Uh, she, yeah, well, did yeah. they not ever? Is it not a virus? Uh, she vaccine? still has it. She still has it, but she's mm. free of it. It's weird because they really didn't go into detail if they put her in quarantine during that whole moment. Because at the ending of uh, Revelations 2, I assume there was a time skip before they moved on before the events of RE6. Mm hmm. Yeah, so that one's a little bit weird. I, I can't tell with that one. The only thing I can say is that she clearly did not trigger the virus to be scared of it and obviously transform because that never happened. Uh, all we can assume is that it's still in her blood and we don't know if they're going to do anything with that in terms of going forward. That's it. Because hmm. I know, obviously, the, the whole idea was with... Um... Oh my god. Uh with yeah, with Claire because she, she comes out of the situation and then gets rushed to hospital sort of thing and all the rest of that hell. But I I don't know. Yeah, she actually still got it. I, I legit don't actually know. Dom said that uh Moira also has it yeah. as well. Moira, yeah, yeah, Moira probably would. Uh, yeah, that, 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 yeah, they were both in the same place. So I mean um, I can't remember the canon ending for that. It's the, the good canon ending is she escapes, isn't she? Yeah, the canon ending where everybody lives at the end. Um because yeah. um Claire escapes, but Mario gets left behind because she got stuck on something. She yep. tells the girl, yes. right? Oh, and that, then there's the... an add-on that, that, yeah, okay. Yes, because oh, yeah, she's with the with the, the old dude, and then they eventually she yeah. does eventually get out. Uh, okay. the, in, in that case, then then yeah, they both they both are still infected with that. Then mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so strange. Like it also doesn't help in the case of Mario because 
she legit like triggered the like virus. That's why her wristband is red in the um Yes DLC chapter. Yeah. Um but the reason like like I said in chat, it's a reason why she didn't transform is because she overcame her fear. Mm-hmm. That, that was the fear idea, yes. Yep. It, wait, so when that happened, did that happen like before or after she killed Neil? Yeah, she needs to pick up the gun to in order for you to get the canon ending. That actually is tied towards what ending you get is you picking up the gun. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, if she picks up a gun, she conquer her fear of guns because you know, again, she shot her sister. So yep. after that, you know, she's square. So that's why her transformation didn't trigger. Now, in the case of Claire, though, it was never just strictly um explained um why she didn't like get a, like didn't transform right. Now, granted, her thing was still like neutral, like it was still orange, not um red like Morris. But that what happens if she like step on her toe and she just her thing turns red like what happens <laughs> afterwards you know? yeah I, I i don't know if she actually still has i'd have to look into this and do a bit of reading but i'm not i don't know she may or may not i'd have to look into this and do some do some research on it i'm not i didn't come out of the game particularly thinking she still got it um i don't know i'd have to look into this a little bit um, the same situation re7 Knowing Capcom, they're gonna just conveniently forget. I, I just have a feeling like it it's gonna be there, but we're, we're not gonna touch on it. I would say one cool aspect would be maybe a fear of loss. So if they decide to put like maybe uh, Chris or Claire in a game and he's about to die, that could happen. But I, I doubt they're gonna do it. I have an idea. Yeah, that'd be that'd, that'd really be pretty quick. crazy. Mm -hmm. I have an idea with that really quick. So uh, you remember the cut cut version of RE4 where. Uh, Leon was hallucinating and shit. Why not do that? Yep. Do that with Claire? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Because, like, you know, she's technically infected, so you can kind of go along with that. And as far as, like, the end of Revelations 2 is concerned, I don't think they ever mentioned that there was ever a cure for that strain of the T-virus, so it could work. Um, of course, you know, we also have infinite darkness coming and they could actually bring that up in there, but we won't know until that show is actually shown off. Um, there's think... one other thing that I want to bring up before we move on to the next question though. Um, as far as like antidotes for like viruses are concerned, I really fucking hated how, um, the a virus, uh, was in vendetta by the end. Cause they literally just fly over New York city with like, aerosol and just everybody reverts <laughs> from you know being cannibalistic zombies to just normal people even like the fucking homeless dude who i i'm pretty sure ate a fucking person you know goes back to normal with like not a fucking drop of blood on him that's so weird like you just randomly turn into a zombie then you wake up later and then you realize like what about that dude that like ate his wife or something i, I remember that happened yo could you imagine if you middle and chow down on somebody and then you turn back to normal? Yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck? Is that? that would be yeah, pretty. Like, do you keep the memories and stuff like that? Like, ah, that is, technically uh... the infections took over. So when you come back, yeah. do you do you keep the memories? Like that's well, never mind that's memories. a totally totally different field. I mean, that that I yeah. think it depends if you, if you write the story if you want them to or not. I mean, one's significantly darker than the other. I mean, never mind the memories though. Like you're in the middle of the action, and then you just look down, and you got blood and organs coming out of your mouth. Like, uh. yeah, that'd be kind of awkward. You're eating. Uh, one, thing, one, one thing I'll quickly say for the team, just just trying to like think of it like, logically speaking. 
Um, you know, if you get a lot of viruses, we think like say we get viruses in our, in our own bodies. Um, obviously, when they first get them, it's not great, but over time, your body does kind of assimilate them um, as such, and kind of to a point where they're not really harmful to the body. Though you don't always completely remove them from your own system, it's not ridiculous to think that the phobus would be similar to that. Uh, Natalia. She had uh, her wristband, I believe, was red when you first run into her, and she'd been on the island for months. Obviously, that allows us to have like the weird sight and stuff. Um, but outside of that, like, she's sort of fine. So I think there's either the case of, yeah, it, like you're either about to or you've like already mutating, like what happened across the island, or like it should have happened, but your body's already kind of assimilated without any having particular negative effects. So while I'd say Claire and like more probably may still have the, the virus in them in a trace form, it's probably it gets to a point long enough where it's not really of any real consequence anymore. It's not going to suddenly flare up and then they're going to suddenly go mad sort of thing. Uh, from from a virology sort of point of view, that's kind of how that would-ish sort of work. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that could be probable. I I, I would imagine, well... I want to see what they do with uh, Infinite Darkness because before saying they got rid of this completely, I want to see where that's placed in the timeline going it, yeah, forward. Yeah, that's from there. really important. That's super, super important where that's placed. Um, I mean, I, I honestly believe that could be a lead-in towards like Revelations Two. I, I really think that could well happen. Um, yeah. but I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to know from what little we do know, but it should be, um, it'll be very interesting to see how it fits in because it's Claire and obviously Leon after Resident Evil 2 and Code Veronica, yeah. which is all 1998. The only other time she towed up really was in Revelations 2. So over the space of like 20 years, she's only really barely popped up. So where it throws her in, especially with Leon, is gonna be interesting to see. Didn't someone say it was after Vendetta, or was that just a fan theory? It's it's all, and no one knows. Like, there's there's people with rumors, and I mean, we did speculate this when it first got announced as a possible time to when it could be. Yeah. But like, it's 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 kind of impossible to know. Leon doesn't age; he's immortal. You know, he could probably look the <laughs> same course, in fifty years. Yeah. So it's like you can't really go on that. Change either. <laughs> you can't go on that. Claire's sort of a little bit older, but like not like specifically. So I, I reckon it's probably in between Revelations two and far and and the original outbreak, but it's it's so hard to know. It's not going to be particularly recent, I don't think. It seems a little doesn't seem to make sense to me, but who knows? We won't know until we hear more in a couple of months. Does anybody have anything to add? Like um, Bren, I know that um I interrupted you during one of your points. I hope you didn't forget. Who me? Yeah. Uh. I, I think I was saying, I think I was, I had that point that Dom brought up about the A-virus, but he already addressed that. Um, the only other thing I mentioned was that we need to know the status on Jill and Claire. That's about it. Or if they ever will bring that up. And then the other thing about the antidotes is, um, I would say maybe the whole C-virus thing seems to be all cleared up from what I see. So I don't think they're probably going to revisit that unless they really have to and it gets out of containment but supposedly they're still looking for jake and uh, that virus i would assume is on the black market that means anybody could use it so that is up for they, interpretation i'm pretty they sure could, but there's, there, there was a, there was a vaccine to look for the c virus yeah but uh, but they said didn't they say in the files that you had to be either at a certain point or whatever before you could actually you use it because it could kind of kill you if you're yes. already mid transformation. 
yeah, you basically had to have already had the vaccine before exposure to the virus. Mm. Uh, unless it was like it literally just happened, you might get away with it. But basically, that was the one downside to it. But, you know, you had to basically have the vaccine before you were ever exposed to the virus, uh, so, which is better than nothing. So that means that Piers would have been a dead man already, even if Chris would have yeah, said you yeah. Piers, Piers, Piers yeah. was fucked. Piers was fucked. I, I think he knew he was fucked, so... Also, uh, I have a bit of a counterpoint to that, uh, Ren, from what you said earlier. Go ahead. Uh, given that the Revelation series usually, um, you know, they take place in between games, and Revelations 2 did bring back Ouroboros, I don't think that it would be out of the realm of possibility to particularly see anything from RE6 make its way into Revelations 3, assuming Revelations 3 continues the trend of being set in between uh, one numbered game, like after one numbered game but before another numbered game yeah. so logically yeah, speaking revelations 3 if it's following the same trend it would be after re6 but before re7 if yeah. they ever do it yeah that's why i backed up a little bit and said um even if they have the antidote it does really matter depending on where it is distributed and in that case at least of the c virus if you take it in mid transformation you will die as the file set like i remember them saying that somewhere but i couldn't quite remember it offhand yeah no i remember specifically reading that and thinking huh so yeah that's that's kind of how that works but uh anyone else want to go uh on this one before we move on no, going once, going twice, sold to sold. the bitch in the red dress. So, <laughs> let's see, we're going to move on number to 12. number 12, and I'll read that. Uh, who do you think is the most disturbing creature in the series from a visual perspective? Uh, I guess I'm going to go with the basic answer of Lisa. I mean, it's pretty gross seeing... Oh, somebody posted it, by the way. U3. Well, that Yeah, yeah U3. Um, U3, yeah. I, I guess I'll go with Lisa because, again she does have the faces of her family on her body and that's gross to see up close and i i thought the illustrations for her was really strange uh with the tentacles coming out of the face and the mouth and the eyes and the g virus eyeball on the back so i would say that runner-up would be birkin i mean every form of him is pretty hideous outside of the dog because i i think dog birkin is utterly hilarious in terms of how he runs uh but that's about it for me I'm gonna go with Birkin as well, but particularly the remake one. I just love the display and demonstration of you slowly losing your humanities. Because uh, mm -hmm. he went from trying to fight off the um, thing, like it shows it in the boss fight, the first one. He's yes. um, like forcing the eye, you know, trying to force it to stop um, moving him, but he, he couldn't fight it. Then you go to G2, where it's more leaning towards um, the virus winning. Then G3 is GG's. No pun intended. Yeah, it's just a complete mess, so. You see his head on, on like on the left side of the rib cage, and then this is like he's just stuck there for yeah. all eternity. Each each transformation is like his humanity just leaves, and his face is no more after a while. He even grows a new head, so yeah, that one's pretty sick. Yeah, not to mention the um G five, uh, where you see him sprout into this giant like leech tumor monster. You see some skull um skull heads and other stuff. It's just, Pretty it's disgusting. No it's, just, it's just an amorphous blob at that point. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing even remotely human about it. It's just, it's just a living organism at that point, really. Mm -hmm. Well, what um, about you, other guys? For me personally, uh, I, I actually really like the ivies. 
uh, both the original and the remake versions. I feel like those are uh, pretty, like, fucked up. I mean, imagine just having, like, a walking fucking plant that could spit acid at you and eat you in one hole. Or, at least in the case of the remake, um, a fucking human with a bunch of vines growing out of it and missing eye sockets, and uh, it can open its whole fucking skull to eat your own, so... Oh yeah, those things are pretty, pretty gross looking. Yep. Gange, what about you? Um, the U three from Resident Evil Four. Um, just it's hideous. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's fine. pretty. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Crawls on four legs. It has like a tentacle arm. <laughs> it's scorpion tongue is tail, like a Yeah, like a scorpion tail. Like the 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 bit that comes out of its back, kind of thing with the the scissor like. Claws, yeah, it's just horrible, just hideous. <laughs> Amazing boss fight, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a cool, very very cool little scene, very cool part of the game. Pain the arse and professional though. Ugh. Oh yeah, he just takes forever to die. Like I'm like, uh, go one rocket launcher and a nice fight <laughs> and GGs. Oh, you can do it that way, yeah. But uh, what about the Whopper? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. and I'm going to say just how crazy, um, oh my God, what was her name? Um, describe oh, the, the her. Sister. Helena's sister. Um, Deborah? Deborah. Deborah. Oh my God. Don't mention that. <laughs> oh, that was more hot to me than terrifying, but all right. Well, I mean, it wasn't scary or anything, but it was like, what the? What the hell is going on here? I mean, Stripper you know, that's already lubed up, double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. God damn it. <laughs> why? <laughs> why is that a thing? Why, and why did Ren want to do that? I just blame I Capcom. Mean, honestly, like, that whole game is just completely, like... There's a reason why they call it, like, you know, the horny game. Because it's just it's ridiculous. It's, it's not good. I mean, Capcom should have been sent to horny jail for that. But there's no question. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it's... It's a really bad fight, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, an enemy that was legitimately creepy to me in 6. I, I guess I would have to go... I mean, this is it's such a basic answer, but I would have to go with that blue regenerator thing. Because... Oh, how, that. How he splits Guess, apart. Yeah, how he splits apart and the fact that if he grabs you... He can one shot you and you know impregnate, plant, you. impregnate and then the baby comes out. It's pretty disturbing. Oh, those. Oh, in R six. Yes. Yes. In R six. Yes. The kind of the kind of like derivatives almost from the uses. I forget what they're called off the top of my head. It's such a it's a weird Serbian name that Ras they have. Raskapanis, I believe it is. Raskapanji. Yeah. Raskapanji. Something like that. Those lines. And uh, you can also no, uh, take his hand and put it in the microwave. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think actually the uh, the the Ogremans, the, the giant things from RFC, is also probably a good shout as well, just for their like immense size and just pure durability. You know, these are literally like almost genetically engineered, like super monsters, like just to like take on armies. Oh, it was it was a cool sequence as well, actually dealing with them. But like they're pretty fucking pretty fucking frightening to me, if you ask me. You know. Despite all the um, crap um, uh, a lot of us give RE6 though, I must admit though, it does have some pretty sweet monster designs. Yes, yeah, it's got some really good stuff. It's underrated in that respect. Yeah. It gets a lot of bad stuff, but there's some good stuff there. I mean, obviously, like, Regenerators and Iron Maidens are worth mentioning again that we did from earlier. I mean, they are fucking terrifying in all sorts of ways. You know, they're just 
I think one of the worst bits of them is when you like take out their legs, they're just crawling across the ground and then just dive at you. Um, you know, at such speed as well, I think is is all kinds of fucking terrifying. Uh, but there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good shouts. Um, I, I, one I will say was probably more personal as well is Nix from from Outbreak. Um, mm. Pretty pretty upsetting. You know, just just this virus blob that just absorbs everything that it comes in contact with. Uh, you know, it's a fucking hard boss fight as well for that matter. Uh, so are we going to talk about the real enemy design here, which is RE6's logo? No. Oh, God, no. No, I'm... I'm, oh, please, I'm, no. uh, I'm, I'm sorry I brought it up. This. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right, ab- right above my post. Hey, uh... Hang on, I got a question, actually. Didn't RE6 have any spider enemies? No, not, I'm talking about those, um... Javavo guys. I'm talking about actual oh. spiders. The, no, no, no. It's not something they've done very often. Spiders making the logo, which makes no fucking sense. Like, why have them if they're not even in the game? Like... Yeah, the most they do is the spider Javavo, that's it. Yeah, it's just like an artistic choice in it. I don't know, it's a bit... It's just sort of... It's just sort of bare, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's a fair shout. Alrighty, uh, anybody else? I already posted mine in the chat, but it's the chainsaw enemy from Six. It's just actually fucking creepy. Yeah, it boy. is, although it makes no sense. That was my problem when I fought it. Is I, I fought it, and my first thought was, "Oh, hey, this is a this is a chainsaw Majini clone." And then B, I thought, "How the fuck do the bones actually work?" And then I the decided spi- the no, spinal cord. No. The spinal cord is the saw, and the heart is the engine. So, <laughs> that's weird. Like, yeah, just, just, look at the, just look at the picture. Yeah, the spinal I mean, cord is the saw, and the heart is the engine of the chainsaw. Okay, so does he have two spinal cords now? Or is like, guess is it his one giant spinal cord, which is somehow like riveting around him. It's still absurd. It's, it's two it's people ab- merged into one. Yeah, <laughs> it's know. and plus also this this enemy, but like a new kill animation which is just pretty much impaling you in the back with the chainsaw which is pretty gruesome yeah, I mean, there are some nasty things that, no i looked at i was just like i i, I looked at, i was just like this this is too ridiculous for me but then that happened a few times in in re6 especially in jake's campaign so hey-ho. oh so he I does... will admit, on, like on site it's pretty like horrific he does yeah, the evil within one once you get killed by the uh, butcher, he impels a chainsaw on Sebastian's back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Mm. But still, uh, body-wise, some of these enemies are just like bone, ass, mm. and everything else in between. <laughs> ass. Yeah. I don't know about ass, but okay. I mean, yeah. You see, also yeah not, I'm not sure about that. A, but, it is yeah. definitely a distinguishing feature. This is this is a factual statement. Yeah, look at Usanox, man. You seen that? Man, it's got cake. <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd rather not. Stop. That sounds like something absolutely six. Shows you he's getting late. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Nikki, right. how do you feel about Usanak being thick? <laughs> well. Oh, God. No, there's only one man for her heart, and it's a man with boulder sized muscles. Yeah, Usanak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, an arm wrestling contest would be, it'd probably be pretty close, so. Yeah, yeah, in all fairness. Chris was holding back in his ending, too, though. He could have just uppercut it in and call it a day. But, um, anyway, um, I guess we're done now, right? I'm going to read off number 13, that final yep. question. The last one. Last one. Yep. 
<laughs> oh, this is gonna be an interesting one. If you could fuse um, two pre-existing POWs, then what terrified mutation would you want to see going forward? A tyrant and a hunter. Dude. Oh, dude. Why? You can be more crazy than that. I didn't think of that. Nah, you can be a little more crazy than that because they already have claws. Like, bump it up. Well, it'd be a giant fish monster, like eight feet tall. So, I don't know. That'd be pretty creepy, but. uh, Cow's heart. Maybe like a chimera. And a liquor? No, that'd be sick it, to see. No, there should be something with the with a web spinner just to scare Dom even more. Well, they oh, did do the. And a web spinner? Oh. oh God, the world's worst spider. Tongue. <laughs> yeah, grab with a tongue and just web you up. Yeah, they were gonna do the man spider in RE 1.5, but they scrapped that idea. That should have been a thing. That should have been yeah. a thing. That so, would have been great for RE3, actually, if they um really want to cut the um, original web spinners. Some type of, like, spider-liquor hybrid. I'm just... Annika Poison, that's pretty disgusting. Oh, actually, I, I got one, though, but this is going to be a little generic, though, but imagine Remake Nemesis um, and Birkin put together. Oh, God. Oh, wow. So you got the G-Virus with the T-Virus Tyrant and um the any parasite Imagine the monstrosity out of it. Uh, he'll have a lot more forms, oh, that's, that's for crazy. sure. <laughs> it'll just keep transforming, god damn it. Oh, it'll yep. be interesting to see though, because um the parasite will probably fight for control over um the G virus because in a sense it has its own mind at that point. So it'll be interesting to see how the G virus will stack up against trying to fight for control for the tyrant. Mm-hmm. How, how about you uh, you take an Iron Maiden from Resident Evil 4? Mm-hmm. And uh, and you put the arm of the Bandersnatch from Code Veronica on it. Oh God! <laughs> ultimate ultimate stretchy man. Sure, or do your work, man. Just, put he the can just grab you and pull you into him, and then he can just basically hug you and just kill you. <laughs> so so he's just basically a more horrific version of Dolls. Wait, uh, oh wait, hold up. I got. I do one better. Oh, what about the? What about the um, Iron Maidens and RE4 and put them with the um, Wolverine dudes? Oh, you're talking so about the Garador, Garador, right? The Garador. Yeah, can... yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. That'd be fucking broken, dude. Oh, man. What the, about moment you, the, mo- the, uh... the moment you get hugged, what... your head is gone. What about that <laughs> with the uh, leeches from RE0? Oh. <sighs> Uh, they were already annoying. Oh, yeah, they can stimulate into anything, right? So in theory, like, um, they could like trick you and just sprout into leeches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I was thinking about this because I was like, at first, I was gonna say like, uh, the like just ooze enemies from Revelations mixed with Lost Plagas, but then I'm thinking, no, we should do it with like the leeches from RE Zero because I think that would be a little bit more crazy. Because that's another thing we haven't like actually seen in a really long time is the uh, leeches from RE Zero. I mean, they're extinct now, though. So there's unless somebody recreate those leeches, though, um, they're defunct now. So, but yeah, that would be actually, cool to see in way, either way. Actually, hold on, I, I thought of something weird: a web, a web spinner, and a tyrant together. Oh, uh, Spider Man, <laughs> bulky. Literal, literal giant gray Spider Man running at no, you. No, that'd be ball. Venom. Venom. <laughs> Venom, Venom, Venom. Brandon's good for his I think that'd be good for the eyeballs uh, running around that stupid thing. Yeah. Oh god, like a spider eyeballs. Yeah, while while a literal man is running around, that's eight feet tall. 
Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay, huh? What about um like the Ouroboros? What would that mix with? Like I know Nemesis could be a contender as well. So that could mix be one, with but the, with the Heos or whatever. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, Heos. Heos. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind that because I, I honestly I'm gonna be that guy and say that outside of the weird translucent skull, his design was kind of bland to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Just this weird skeleton jello man. I don't think I think it was finished being born either, because it looked like a nope. um, child. It was only at like what was it, seventy percent, eighty? Was one hundred? Oh, imagine that thing at one hundred percent. That that thing would be busted, actually. That's... No, the Earth would be screwed. Yeah, because uh, I I think if it's at a hundred, that means that it could do global infection. So the Earth would have been fucked. Yeah. Complete global saturation. What would be the point of? I don't understand these villains. I swear. What's the point of all this? You got uh, no plan to this, 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 this has been my problem with Resident Evil Five since its inception. Is that you know for such a meticulous and Wesker doing something like as crazy as that, it, I never seemed to sync with him, which is my problem. I know this is getting I mean, horribly off topic here, but it, it's worth I, bearing it. I, I always, I just never could quite get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think in that case they wanted to do global because, uh, Carla had you know she was real salty she was experimented on and uh she wanted to get back at simmons each and every single time i'm not saying the plot is like super good but that was the reasoning behind it yeah at so, least there was some sort of storyline reason uh well okay sort of get it mm. um in the case of re5 though wesker wanted to continue the oswald dream of creating a brave superhuman so i guess you could say wesker's thing what makes sense in a way of his ideology, but it doesn't it, it is not, execution would make sense. Version, yes. Yes. Yeah, his way of, of attempting it was 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 absurd. A big test bed. It was absurd. Yeah, pretty much. How about an eliminator and and the um scorpion from zero sting? I'm so tired of those fucking oh, God, monkeys, dude. Mon monkey scorpion. I hate you so much. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, having just recently knife run Resident Evil Zero, that was hardly the worst part of the game, but they are <laughs> not, not fun. You can actually fun. knife, I think, to death, so it's not hard, but... The, the, well, I mean, I never, bothered, I never bother trying to knife them. You just run for your life, and you just move on. And you, and just Imagine on the eliminators of the scorpion tail. Mm, fuck! No. You're <laughs> crazy. You know that, that bad to knife actually, so I can't. Poison can't and scratch to death. Nope. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like a fun way to die. No. Yes. Get out of evil. There aren't really any fun ways to die. Or get out of my way, you stupid albino monkey. Put the um scorpion tail on the hunters. Oh! Oh no! It's already poisonous hunters. I don't need more of them. Uh, that's what sweepers were. Yep. Yeah. Right, anybody else? Go on once. Nope. I don't think so. I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> no. Nah, I pretty much gave my answer. Yeah. I kind of like the individual identity that a lot of these, a lot of these, these, these creatures only have. I don't think particularly too many of them actually mix all together that well. Um, it's kind of difficult to think of combinations that potentially would. So you know. Dogs with crimson heads. Oh. Oh. That'd be cool, actually. Like, just imagine them bigger and badder. Uh, they keep beat with the liquors, though. 
yeah perhaps maybe uh other variations for creatures could work as well like we see with the hunters uh they went from frog to uh the betas with the cancers on their heads you know and maybe they could do more stuff like that because I, I think in each and every single re game after three there was always like different types of hunters and it was also um it wasn't the same as the original base model that was in raccoon city so they could alter it and splice it with some other species I'm trying to think what though insects maybe insect frog i don't know oh gigante with a web spinner sorry <laughs> that'd break the game at that rate i remember oh them God. saying like in, in yeah. re 3.5 Good. I'm surprised none of you use um Spencer. I'm not Spencer. Um Simmons. Uh, his name is right. Um, the yep. main dude of RE6. Yes. Like, I'm surprised none of you said him with something else. He's already like right. everything else. I mean, that's the thing. He, he could transform, he right? So he's an animal. There's no need. Like stack it with something else. So like you no, know, the um freaking Ouroboros, G virus, or something silly like that. So it'd just be a giant dinosaur with worms covering him. He can already transform into Grimlock from Transformers. We don't need anything. <laughs> Grimlock. Me, Grimlock. Me, friend. Oh, no, maybe. Uh, oh, yeah, there was that idea from Outbreak with the G-infected dog that was cut. Oh. And you can see the protruding head stuck in the shoulder blade trying to come out. So maybe they could do something like that. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah, gross. Maybe. It's creepy. But it does. It doesn't look like a regular Doberman. I think it's like skinless, just like G. So skinless and pink. That's pretty disgusting. Skinless and pink, like a hairless cat. Yep. Hmm, all right. So I guess we're done here now. So um, it's time for outros. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, start start from the top. Buy a double. Yes. Buy a double dom. And outro uh, yourself, sir. Hi, you can you can find me as biodevil underscore dom on YouTube, Twitter, sometimes Twitch. That's it. Bye. All right. <laughs> Black Shadow. Yeah, yourself, yeah, sir. yeah. I'm available around various places. Twitch for TV at uh, Black slash underscore Shadow. Always get this wrong. Black underscore Shadow underscore nine nine three. It's very late here, folks. Also available on YouTube at uh, Black Shadow nine nine three. Pouring into absolutely gobs love or Resident Evil. Currently doing Outbreak File 2 again. Nice. All right. Clean Daniel. Actually, sir. All right. You, all you lovely people, can find me mostly on Twitter at the Dirty Dan underscore. Talk mostly about Resident Evil like these dudes, but also fighting games and others, other genres as well. All right. All right. Ginge, my man. Actually, sir. You can find me on Twitter at Blitz underscore Ginge or on YouTube at Ginger Ninja, um, where I play a variety of games, Resident Evil, Dead Space, um, currently playing through Avengers. Um, yeah, anything. <laughs> All right. Um, Cardi and Nikki, how to yourself? <laughs> um, okay, you can find me about 10 feet deep in homework and um, as <laughs> okay I that's the last thing i thought you were gonna say <laughs> and you can also find me on twitter at miss underscore catatonic or you can find me on twitch at nero catatonic and you she's also find, you can also find her sweating over virgil profusely 10 feet deep <laughs> that, in that's virgil. Sweat. there you go <laughs> <laughs>
that's, that's I thought it was a pretty classy left turn from 10 foot of. I think that was pretty good work there, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family friendly podcast, sir. Family friendly? After what we said. Family friendly? I'm not sure about that. After everything you right. said? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not family friendly. Fuck that. Uh, anyway, yeah, last but not least, you can find me on Twitter. Hey! Mortal Brenda. Oh, really? <laughs> My turn, you asshole. <laughs> I forgot about y'all. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you, you, you go ahead. All go right. Ahead, Ren. I All right. So you can find me on Twitter at renoperative underscore. You can find me being tired on Twitch at renegade <laughs> underscore operative. Uh, I will be trying to upload this podcast along with some other stuff. I'm supposed to be doing some creepy pastas. Uh, that's gonna be finished probably in December, but I will let you guys know in advance. All right, all right. You can find me on Twitter at Mortal Brando. Um, I just retweet stuff. Take care, you will. No, I don't get keep hashtags. Huh? Everything's swanky. <laughs> I know what that's Brandon, a reference to. You can you can find Brandon kicked from the server because he keeps forgetting to mention Ren. I don't forget Richard Ren. He's just here. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you do. No, uh, I just actual. I have actual. I didn't forget about him. Uh, <laughs> only for a second, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> yeah, and thank you everybody for listening on the shenanigans and divergence. And I hope you have a good day, night, afternoon, evening, wherever time it is for you, and wherever time Renegade uploads this. Stay safe out there and don't get the C virus. Yeah, I really Please don't. don't. For the love <laughs> Wear a mask. Be safe. I'm not licensed yet. TDFNs, everyone. Stop whopping. See ya. <laughs>